This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode 23 centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the June 20th show in Santa Barbara, California at the Granada Theater from Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Corn bit solo. <laughs> oh, geez. Ethan bought these, these corn bits, and they're... They're what they're Diana Crunchy Corn Bits. Diana Crunchy Corn Bits. He's like, oh, you, he's never tried them before. And, I've and never seen this brand before. before. He, he picked it up, and, and so uh, he's like, you can try some. So I tried them. And, and well, Dave, you said they looked good. They do look good, but, but yeah. let me tell you, uh, the packaging is much better looking than, <laughs> and the packaging isn't all that great, to t- honestly. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it seems like it's crappy packaging that where the food ends up tasting good like you know where it's like well we don't put effort into our packaging because our product speaks for itself well (laughs) it's not very good (laughs) so if you hear some crunching or jingling that's the uh, corn bits if you've had corn nuts it's identical but maybe not as good (laughs) (laughs) definitely not as good um, well, we are in Santa Barbara right now we are in Santa Barbara actually we're in a town close to Santa Barbara I don't even know. I'm not even going to attempt to say the name. <laughs> I, I said it to uh, our friend Shalimar, and she's like, oh, you mean? And then she said it like yeah, I forget a really it. nice sounding starts, way. Starts with a G. Goleta yeah. or Goleta, Goleta, something like that. And she was like, oh, and it was like very like a poetic sounding name. And I was like, oh, wow. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> but we started the day in Los Angeles. Or technically Rosemead. Rosemead. Okay, fine. We started the day in Rosemead. <laughs> We drove over to Los Angeles because uh, there was a stop that was pretty cool that we made that is related to Weird Al. This is something that, Dave, I think you know that I've wanted to do for many years. And Yeah, you've talked about I've, this. I keep, you may have I, even mentioned on the podcast. If not, you've definitely talked to me about yeah. it. So, well, next time we're in Los Angeles, we've got to go to this place. And then we didn't go last time. Yeah. Like all this stuff. So we finally got to go to the Gump Water Fountain. Um, yeah, so from the Gump music video, you know, obviously uh, one thing they're doing is they're, you, they they play – the band is set up in the water fountain, like a big – Yeah, splashing water, around. Splashing and around and having fun. The president. Yeah. And so uh, that was filmed somewhere in Los Angeles and recently or well, and a we while knew, back you knew uh, – We knew it was – like when I looked it up, I was like, oh my god, this is actually pretty close to where UH Jeff lives. Yeah. And um, – Jeff's like, yeah, I know, I, I've been there, and I was like, Jeff, why didn't you take me there? <laughs> so we went, we went with uh, with Jackie, of course, and then Vicky DeVries, rhymes with cheese, met us there, yeah, and um, we uh, we went to the fountain, and yeah. we did a little um, Instagram live, yeah, so the uh, fountain from the, from the fountain, the fountain is is for those who want to tr- uh, find it, it's the William O'Holland Memorial Fountain. And um, it was not in service. Uh, <laughs> no. I believe there's kind of a, a bit of a water drought, so yeah. so it was actually fenced off and had you know do not trespass. Yeah, signs. no trespassing and 
and uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun stuff. Like I said, she couldn't even like walk in the fountain and pretend to splash around. Um, but it was but, kinda, it was, yeah, it was kind of it was so so. This will be important in a little bit. But uh, I was driving there and and I'm like, and the GPS says you've arrived at the fountain. I don't see a fountain anywhere, so I'm like, where's <laughs> this thing? So I pull into this random parking lot and uh, and it's it's a parking lot for like a tennis court or yeah, something. It's like a like tennis that, court yeah. and a football field and yeah, so it's so it's like sporting pet training. There's yes. like a lot of so weird I'm like, stuff. Oh, I could probably park here. There's other cars parked there. So yeah. I park there while I try to figure this out while we're waiting for uh, Vicky to to get there and uh, figure out. So we go and uh, yeah. So the fountain is across the street from this place. So Ethan's crunching. So that's the crunching. The corn nuts. They're almost gone. Somehow Ethan is still eat corn eating corn bits. Corn bits and. Uh, it's kind of like horse food. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried it, horse food. So I've I have to imagine it. that horses just eat like bland, crunchy garbage. That's kind of what this is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, so we, we get to the fountain and the, Ethan said it's... Uh, oh, so so I uh, I run to... I uh, I go use the restrooms at the uh, the, head, the tennis court um, building, whatever that was. And uh, I come back out and I see uh, Ethan and Jackie are, are like, this is the pole. This is the pole. So they're trying to find. No, no, no. We didn't say this was the pole. In the video where it's like, run, stop. And he runs into the pole, the the fake uh, gump. Um, we were watching the video trying to, you know, figure out where, you know, what to do when we get there. I'm going to keep chewing. Because <laughs> I have like, I look at like a squirrel. I have corn nuts in my cheeks. Because <laughs> I was like trying to chew while you were talking, and then he threw it to me, Dave. I wasn't talking. I'm trying to tell the story. Yeah, but you weren't telling it right. Well, I'll tell you. You did say this is the this is the pole. We're pretty sure it's the pole. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I was there. What happened was, I'm chewing. I got to drink Coke Zero. <laughs> Dave, you come in here, you're recording this podcast without my consent. Well, you shouldn't be eating on the podcast. Come on. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're we're very silly. We're sleep deprived. Uh, (laughs) I'm corn nut deprived. Um, No, we were watching the video and when I saw him run into the pole, it's a very unique looking pole where it's like, it's kind of a gray pole, but it's got like black and white and gray specks on it. I was like, oh, this is the same kind of pole as in the video. And I wasn't sure where the the actual pole was. I didn't know if it was in that vicinity, if it was somewhere across town, if they recorded it, you know, in Eagle Rock or something. But um, so while you were uh, finding the restroom, Jackie and I just were having fun. And I, I was like, oh, I'll just do this. I don't care if it's the actual pole. It's just kind of funny for me to run into a pole. <laughs> so I, I was not under the impression that it was the pole, Dave. Uh, but it did look like a pole that could have been the one. So I'm, I'm very happy to be able to clear that up. And I'm sure the audience found my explanation and all my chewing and all that nonsense very entertaining. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Highlight of the, the podcast so far. I don't think we need to go any further. That that was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we went over to the fountain. Well, we crossed it. Yes, we... we Went over to the fountain. Vicky had arrived at this point. Uh, we go into the fountain. They mentioned it was fenced off. There's no water in it. But uh, but uh, you had watched the video while I was off 
so so I took a opportunity to watch the video so I could see and I did re- I was watching the video and I was watching uh, the fountain scenes and so I was able to sort of see like there was a flag in the background it's in the back the like left. yeah the back left of the shot so I was able to find this <clears throat> one flag in in at this uh, memorial at this William Mahal Memorial Park uh, fountain and uh, so I was able to to sort of line up the shot as if it was as where the camera was. And then I also took a look at the uh, the uh, scene where Gump runs into the pole, and I'm like, that was not that pole. So I said, but I will find that. Even pole though I you. knew it was not that pole, Dave had to prove to me that it was not that pole. But then I promised you, I will find that pole for you, <laughs> and uh, we will find out if I did. We'll find out uh, and, uh, in 300 hours when we get to. Five minutes later in the real life. No, so uh, so we took a few uh, pictures of well, the we, we did a We did an Instagram live we where Inst- Dave and I sort of were just kind of talking about it and, and uh, sharing a little history, a little bit about like lining up the shot. And uh, so that was really cool. We, we should do that kind of stuff more often. It's, it's fun to do it. And we had some people commenting and uh, I believe it's still on our Instagram. So if you're curious to see us at the Gump Fountain um head over to at 2000 inch on instagram and you i don't know how to watch it (laughs) because you know uh we access the account differently uh because frank has us as admins on there um but it's there people are liking it and commenting on it so but it's interesting and um we took some good photos and after we took a, a bunch of photos we really wanted to I, more Dave really wanted to figure out the actual poll. Um, it, it, I was happy to find the poll, but I also was just like thinking like you were so determined that I was like, I don't really have to work too hard at this because you, <laughs> you were like, you wouldn't have wanted my help. You were already pretty hardcore going looking for this poll. So I was like, I'm going to let you just do it, Dave. All right. So I, I basically... <laughs> I took a I took a screenshot uh, of uh, Forrest running. Uh, there was a little there was a so, so the clues were there was a building in the background that had had a unique look to it, and then the, the street curved a little bit, and there was a little patch of grass that kind of came out to a triangle, and then the sidewalk was up against the street. So so once I uh, once I determined that was not on the same side of the street as the fountain, I checked all, right. all around there. So right. it's either either. Like was shot in a totally different area, or it was shot, shot across the street where near where we parked. So we crossed back over. I noticed the street curved a little bit there. I noticed there was a, like a triangle patch of grass, uh, and I noticed that it was right near that that uh, little that where we turned into the park. So we literally drove right. Yeah, literally next to the, the entrance to that thing was, <laughs> was in the video. Yeah, so we, we we drove through through that little spot in the video without even knowing. And, and the random uh, pole that I chose was like the one next to the actual one. It was four or five away. It was that far. Okay, yeah, it was I, that far. Um, well, yeah, you were actually you were actually closer than I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, th- I thought it was going to be on the other side of the street near the fountain, but yeah, it was actually you have to cross the street. So if uh, if, if you cross the street where you enter the little parking lot, it's right. It's the pole right on the opposite side of that. Yeah, and I can. I um, I sent Vicky the name of the street that was on. Just it, and in case anyone's taking notes and they want to go yeah, uh, was, recreate this, is, this, this is a cool. Yeah, this is kind um, of a cool little trip if somebody's in the area and wants a little. So that little like the the thing that we said, it's called the. Uh, Griffith Park Recreation Center on Riverside Drive. So the entrance to that parking lot is yeah. um, essentially as you're entering the parking lot to your left is the pole. Yeah. 
So we we uh, shot a few videos of us running into the pole. That's a couple solo ones, and I think the funniest one is when we kind of ran hand in hand into the pole. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. But of course, it was like a hundred degrees outside, and yeah. we're sweating to death, and, <laughs> and we've been outside in the sun for half an hour at that point, fun, yeah, trying to trying to. F- just goofing off at the fountain, and uh, there's some other, you know, kind of interesting sculptures we were taking pictures oh yeah, with. Right. There's a giant hamster wheel there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so we were having kind of fun, and then took a, a couple minutes to find this location. So we were, we always we had fun though. I, I had, fun. I had fun. I had a lot of fun. I'm really glad yeah, we did that. Was, that was a good stop. Uh, it was like as much as I wanted to do it. I think I had more fun than I thought I would have. Yeah. for sure, for sure. I, the, only, the only thing I wish is that. The, the fountain was open, uh, yeah, and we could yeah. have actually stuck our feet in it and, and acted like goofs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a bummer because I brought my drum set and everything um, <laughs> from from New York. But anyway, um, yeah, it was it was fun. We after that we headed over to UH Jeffs, and uh, we uh, Vicky uh, met us there. She left, I think, before. Yeah, she she uh, she left. She, she had enough of us goofing off, and she's like, "I'm going to go to Jeff's." <laughs> so as we got there, Vicky only stayed a few more minutes longer, but then we ended up just kind of like having so much fun hanging out with uh, with Jeff and and uh, Kenneth Gwinnup was there. Um, we just like we're t- today um, June twentieth is when Al released. Um, this new uh, uncovered footage from the Eat It music video. Yep. Um, and he posted it online and said, Al's tweet said something like, my friend found this footage. And his friend, spoiler alert, is UH Jeff. Uh, so um, Jeff was telling us about how he found it. And uh, we watched the original Eat It video. We watched the... Uh, the, the footage that Al posted. Oh gosh, that footage that Al posted. And then, and then we just were having fun watching videos. So, like, we watched the uh, the the Gregory Brothers um, election uh, song with Al and a couple other things. And we just, I mean, we, we were just having fun. Because it's, we realized that, um, you know, Dave and I um, are obviously very close with Kenneth and Jeff. And, uh, you know, we, we have, like, a text thread the four of us where we communicate on a very regular basis and i think we realized today that this was the first time the four of us this weekend was the first time the four of us were in the same uh proximity with each other yeah it's like so incredible yeah yeah there's been three of us together on multiple occasions yeah we dave and i have every every permutation of the three of us together (laughs) but never the four of us never the four of us but (laughs) Yeah, so that was that was nice, uh, and uh, do want to thank Jeff for serving us uh, cheese and crackers. Yeah, oh my god, it a was lot so of cheese, great. a lot of crackers, really good of- cheese. I I had a couple beers. Uh, <laughs> I, thank you, Jeff, and uh, yeah, we just had such a nice time. Yeah, so we, we had a little too much of a nice time because we didn't we lost track of time. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't realize how far the show was tonight. I thought it was just going to be an hour away for whatever reason. Turned, yeah, it turns out it's closer to 2 hours away. Yeah. Uh, Santa Barbara uh, for uh, Los Angeles to Santa Barbara or at least for or at least where we were and in, in with the Los traffic. Angeles, a 2 hour drive. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we at some point we look at our watches and we're like, oh, we've really got to get on the road. <laughs> we've got to check in a hotel. We've got to try to find dinner. Yeah, uh, we had tentative dinner plans to meet uh, right. John Katz and Anna Canada, and uh, you know, 
Obviously, the, the show starts early at 7.30. I mean, right. generally been starting at 8 o'clock, the ones we've been going to. Well, but. plus we know that when it says, you know, 8 o'clock or 7.30, 7.30. that means it actually starts a few minutes before the right. advertised <laughs> time. So, um, so so we're like, so we have, so we, you know, we say our goodbyes and... Uh, got on the road. Got on the road. Checked uh, into our... Uh, well, hold on, hold on a minute. <laughs> Wait, I got to open my uh, Coke Zero. It's not a can, unfortunately. Coke Zero Solo. They're not as fun when they're when they're the bottles, the plastic bottles, instead of being the uh, the cans. The cans have a nice sound yeah, effect. Satisfying. So it's two hour drive and uh and, and I'm I'm fine, totally fine with this, but uh but uh uh, it's Jackie, you in the car, and me, and I'm driving. Yeah, you're driving. And, and all of a sudden, uh, Jackie's like, I'm going to just take a nap. So she goes out, and then you're like, you're tra- we started, we were listening to some uh, fun fun music and stuff. And then, Oh, we listened to the, our uh, Spatula City yeah. uh, parody that M.G. Kelly recorded and uh, Lisa Popeil recorded, and um, we had expertly uh, edited together by Christian Portwine. Yeah. So we listened to that and some other fun stuff. You threw on some uh, Mike Furman music for me, and then you managed to just pass out in the backseat as well. <laughs> so, so I'm in the car. Jackie's passed out sleeping. You're passed out sleeping. I'm driving, but I, again, I didn't mind at all. Uh, and uh, but it was a really scenic drive, so I wish you guys were awake for most of it because <laughs> it was right along the uh, the ocean edge. There's a I didn't even I, I like I didn't plan to fall asleep, no, it's, it's, and I just. I but like, it's, we've been running around like crazy. I, <laughs> we've been running, running, little, running like a red rum to Goody. Yeah. And I'm glad uh, you guys both got a little, <laughs> a little nap. But at some point I was like, I wish I could take a nap. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. Um, no, but I, I like... There's a, there's a half hour in there where I think I was... Uh, I was in uh, and out. Of, I was in and out. <laughs> no, but I didn't even realize I'd fall asleep because I kind of like closed my eyes and then like... I don't know. I wasn't dreaming or anything. It was just kind of like close your eyes and you open your eyes, and it's like two hours later, yeah. whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, so so music wasn't playing anymore. <laughs> yeah, we get up here. We uh, we check into it was a Motel Six, and it's actually nicer than I thought it was going to be when we first yeah. initially pulled up. I mean, it's, it's no, you know. Uh, it's no five star hotel that no. Frank usually puts us up in, but uh, yeah, it's acceptable. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I haven't laid in the bed yet, and maybe there's <laughs> bottle caps in there again, but um, it, it looks nicer than the uh, that weird place we say the Shangri La. Yeah. So we um, we had enough time to to basically drop off our stuff, uh, and and we're not staying in Santa Barbara uh, directly. We're staying. This place, Ten miles Gol- away. Goleta, Goleta, yeah. whatever. So we we hop in and we head over there and. Uh, like I'm like, oh, we're never gonna find parking and all this stuff. And basically, there's a parking lot directly behind the theater. We pull in; it's totally empty. <laughs> I'm like, where are people? Parking? It was amazing. Yeah. So we got a re- we got a great spot, and we just like walk outside. We're at the theater. Well, but you there's like a ticket you have to pull when you get yeah. in. It says you have to pay when you exit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, we walked over to the venue. Well, spoiler alert, because we're not going to remember to mention this, but uh, on the way out, <laughs> all the gates were up, so we, we didn't have to pay. Parking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get to the front of the venue, and um, we're looking for John Katz and Anna Canada to meet up. And as we're like looking for them, I run into um, a fellow Weird Al super fan. She's also. Um, a Ruben Valtiera super fan. She is 
the originator of the Rubenettes, which is Ruben's female fan club. Mm-hmm. And um, they, you know, if you go to rubenvaltier.com, you can buy official Rubenette uh, T-shirts that say, uh, I'm a Rubenette, you know, uh, you get it right from his website. But um, uh, so this fan, Shalmar, she actually um, has also created some herself. And the ones that she creates herself has like really cool glitter and uh, she hand makes them and they're incredible quality. So um, ever since, you know, the whole Rubenette thing came about and they had these cool T-shirts, Dave, I from the very beginning, you know this, I yeah. wanted a Rubenette shirt. Even though I'm not <laughs> the right gender, I don't identify, you know, as anything but a, you know, a male. Um, I still thought it was a cool shirt and I wanted one. So, um Bless her heart, Shalmar created a Rubenette shirt for me. And um, so as we were uh, looking for John and, and Anna, uh, I saw Shalimar. got to meet her in cool. person for the first Very time. Cool. She's someone that uh, I communicate with online a lot, so it was really cool. Uh, and she gave me my shirt, and the plan was for me to wear it tonight. And uh, she also made some really cool face masks, um, one that said El Maestro and one that said Ruben. And uh, she also had this, um, I don't know what they're called, but it's like the, uh, what are those bracelets? Um, oh, yeah. The, those, like the Livestrong bracelet yeah. material. Not not the Livestrong bracelet, but it was like yeah, those kind of like stretchy plastic right. bracelets. And it says, uh, I don't know what it says, something about Ruben or Rubenette. Um, so it was so cool. I was so happy to get them. Yeah. And if you're interested, you can you can get uh, Ruben shirts from his website, rubenvaltier.com. But if you want like a special one, like with the glitter and stuff, um, Shalimar makes them and sells them. She's selling the masks, I think, as well. So just look up Shalimar Ann Aller. Um, Shalimar, A-N-N-E-O-L-L-A-R. Uh, if you're friends with, with me on Facebook, she's a mutual friend. Um, or you, She's on my friends list, so you might be able to find that and see me as a mutual friend. But um, just message her and... and uh, uh, she told me yeah. that she's happy to make stuff for people. I think she charged me 20 bucks for the shirt. So it's like really cheap for how super great quality it is. Um, and Dave, you did have an opportunity to have a, I'm a Rubenette shirt, but you, what did you say? When I, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, they're nice shirts. I, I, I like them. I just, I am I'm not a, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I am I'm not the, comfortable wearing it. I'm a Ruminant shirt, so, I, I, so I'm, I, I don't really need one. Uh, but th- th- I'm looking at it. You're wearing it right now. It's a really nice shirt. It's a cool it's, shirt. It's a cool shirt. Yeah. I agree. And, and the face masks, I, I, uh, I did uh, get one of those, and uh, Jack, Jackie got one of those, and, and they're really nice. They're super nice. Yeah. yeah so, so it was really cool to meet uh, Shalimar, her husband, Robert, um, and a couple other people with her. But then, so as soon as, like... Um, I was talking to her. You guys went to find the well, restaurant. Yeah, well, what happened is is, is uh, you ran off to, to talk to Shalimar, and uh, at that same time, uh, we were I, uh, Jackie and I ran into John Katz and Anna Canada, and uh, we uh, and they were s- scoping out places to eat, but they had, weren't really having luck. So I just basically said, "Well, did you try?" I, I look over and I see a giant sign that says "Tacos and Beer." <laughs> I said, did you try that place that says tacos and beer? And they go, they go, wait, I didn't see that place. Go, it's right there, literally across, literally, literally across literally, the street from the yeah. theater. It's a, the street is crossed off, is blocked off. It's a pedestrian only yep, street. Yep. So uh, the street. 
equivalent of us across the street from the theater. Uh, and the giant scientists talk to the beer. They say, we didn't see that. And then they go, that actually sounds good. It's close. It's directly across the street. And it doesn't look like it's crowded. It looks like they're pretty fast. So we got the only, you know, the only caveat is when we find a place, we need to make sure it's, it has good vegetarian options. Which I appreciate. Thank you. And so I said, well, let's, let's just go in. Let's see uh, if it has vegetarian. I walk in and like they have a giant board that has all these options. And then there's a, there's a whole section on the board called vegetarian options. I said, <laughs> well, that's perfect. There's more than one choice. You know, Ethan, you know, Ethan I like, you know, when we go out, you know, you don't don't want just one thing on the menu to choose from. You want multiple choices, of course. Wherever possible, it's great to have choices. But so there's multiple choices yeah. at this place, and 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 I agree. It looks like it's going to be great. And we walk in like this is perfect. <laughs> we only had we had like less than an hour before before the yeah. initial show time at this point, so we needed something pretty fast. Well, so we we each ordered and. Um uh, John Katz said, oh, did you guys see uh, Steve J with his uh, son? They were eating uh, dinner outside. I was like, oh, no. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, uh, I love Steve. And I, I, um, I talked to him at one show or at one point about um, meeting his son. So I was like, oh, I, I should go and, and say hi real quick. So I placed my order and I, I just ran out to go find them. And um, I did find them. Um, it was uh, Steve sitting with his son, Ian. And Ian, I don't know if they're married or, or what the relationship um, level is, but uh, Ian and his partner, Hannah, were there. And um, Hannah's a singer. Ian plays uh, the drums. And uh, um, Hannah sings on Steve's new album. Um, what if Ian plays on the album? Too? I'm sure Ian also <coughs> plays on the album. Uh, he's a super talented musician as yeah. well. And... Um, uh, Vita Biata, is that the right way to say it? I believe so, yes. And uh, so I went over, I was just like, hey, see, you know, I don't want to bother. I just wanted to say hi real quick. I heard you were out here. And Steve's like, oh, no, sit down, sit down. There was an empty chair at their table. And I was like, you know, I don't want to impose. I just wanted to say hi real quick. I just, you know, I got to go grab my food. He's like, no, 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 I insist. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, uh, I sat down and, and we had a, a really, really nice conversation. And, and Ian's like, Oh man, you look so familiar. Have we met before? And and um, uh, we had met before because after in 2018, after the second Apollo uh, theater show, um, Steve and Jim had a show at Joe's Pub in New York City, and um, Ian played drums with them. And oh, so cool. I'd gone to that show and I, I had met him at that show. So he's like, and when, once we put that together, he's like, that's how I remember you. So that was really cool. Uh, to see him and, and talk to Hannah and compliment her on, on her, her great music as well. And um, it was just so nice, you know, getting to see – it's always nice getting to see someone in the band and uh, especially someone as sweet as Steve and getting um, to chat with with Ian and Hannah. And it was it was very nice. It's funny. Uh, I, I it, There's no way Ian would remember this, but I had actually met Ian uh, – Many, many years ago, back in 1999, uh, he was on tour. Uh, he came out on the tour with his father and just was uh, just kind of hanging out with it just to be with dad. How fun. So he was uh, <coughs> he was uh, back. He was uh, backstage at one of the shows I had passes for and uh, chatted with him for a little bit. I mean, it was just it was I don't remember, remember what we talked about. Yeah. We just chatted for a little while. And uh, but but I mean, there's no way he would, <laughs> he would remember me. <laughs> 
or should remember me from that conversation. But yeah, I had met Ian before. Uh, but yeah, so the food at this place is really good. They were fast excellent, service. Yeah. Excellent food. Um, uh, the, the, um, so for this, this show, uh, I, we, I didn't have, t- none of us had tickets for, well, uh, uh, John and Anna had their tickets ready, but Ethan, myself, and Jackie uh, didn't have tickets, and we couldn't really remember what the option was. We thought they were under my name at Will Call, and uh, so I was well, like, typically what happens is, as, as collectors, we'd prefer not to have mobile tickets. We like to have the actual physical tickets. Plus, it just it feels nicer to have a physical ticket. Um, but they didn't have that option, so I think that's why. These ultimately were in will call. I can't remember. It was back in December when it, does, we, it doesn't really you know. matter. But uh, but yeah. So we go to. So I I, I just wanted to make sure we left enough time to get over to will call. I literally I walked through uh, the. In order to get the will call, you have to you have to go through the whole uh, show your COVID card and stuff. So I go. I take out my card. <laughs> I hand it to the guy, and I was like, "Oh, I got to show you my ID." He goes, "I don't need to see your ID." He says. I'm just going to ask you a question. He goes, I'm just going to ask you a question, Dave Rossi. And uh, he goes, oh, wait, my question was going to be, what is your last name? You know what? You're good. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a Jeopardy question. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, but. Uh, Who so, is Dave Rossi? <laughs> so, so I go, so I, I go in and I, you know, I like expect to, you know, sometimes it's a hassle, you know, when you go to Will Call, you know, they, they you know. But they basically had the tickets waiting for me. So it was like just so simple. I was like nervous the whole day about it. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we went in, uh, went right in. Uh, immediately, as soon as I walk in the door, I hear, hi, Dave. And it's uh, our, our friend, uh, Peggy, Peggy from Santa Barbara. And uh, it's, so it's so funny because I've met Peggy before, but I didn't know her nickname. I just I just knew her as Peggy. Um, and. We, uh, I think the other day we were like, oh, I bet we're, or we were just trying to figure out like who we were going to see this tour. And, uh, you mentioned, oh, I bet we'll see Peggy from Santa Barbara. It's like, oh, sounds like she lives in Santa Barbara. You're like, yeah, that's her name. Peggy from Santa Barbara. <laughs> Peggy from, I always call it, yeah, Pe- Peggy Riley Phillips. I always call her, uh, she's, she's always been, as far as I've, as long as I've known her, she's, her, her nickname has been Peggy from Santa Barbara. So. It's, it's, that's funny. She better not move because <laughs> the nickname will be very confusing. <laughs> yeah, she said she actually was like, like a mile. She lives a mile and a half from the theater. Oh, cool! So, oh, how so cool. she definitely had to go to this show. Uh, but she was there with her daughter Rachel and uh, our friend Helen Ketchum was also yeah, there who we saw in one of the Vegas shows. Yeah, she was out at the Vegas show. Yes, I don't remember which one. Uh, it's the third one. The third one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we uh, <coughs> excuse me. We yeah, definitely yeah. So we got to chat with them for a couple minutes uh, as we're chatting. Uh, the the lights are going, sort of flickering, sort of flickering for uh, basically getting the theater for emo. <laughs> yeah. Well, we um, we were looking for the bathroom, and uh, you, I was like, "Is it over here?" And you're like, "No." And you started walking the other direction, and then I asked the usher. He's like, "Yeah, it's over where I thought it was." <laughs> so I was like, "Dave, I was trying to get your attention because I knew we didn't have much time." And you didn't turn around, so then I yelled, "Elvis!" And you turned around immediately. <laughs> I figured if I yelled, "Dave," there's probably like 15 guys who are going to turn. So uh, so it worked out, and um, we uh, we got to our seats, and I, I think we mentioned this at one point on the podcast, but this was the show. Where we had very special seats. Yeah, we have we had box seats and 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 
they were even better than any match. So these are box seats. You know, when you think of box seats, you think of, you know, Statler and Waldorf of the, of the Muppets. I, yeah. I always think of Statler. Yeah. The, 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 the old like, man in the balcony, you know, in, in, in the box seats on the, the Muppet show. Yeah, kind of like a round thing sticking out where there's just a and couple people. Yeah, this is what they, we, there's, there are four seats in this box and uh, there's the three of us, but the, four, the third seat was not. Or the fourth seat. The was, fourth seat was was not being used. So we had so much we room. Had we had such an awesome view. Ourselves. Yeah, we had an incredible view. It was so close to the stage. It was well. We just bought all four tickets, and we're like, we'll find someone. We never found someone, <laughs> but everybody, everybody we knew that was there, are going to be there. It was uh, more than just a single person, it right? Was, it was, right. It was. Oh, it was. Uh, you know, it was two or more people uh, in in their group. So we could. We just never had the opportunity, but. So uh, it was Ethan, myself, and Jackie up in this box, and oh, it was so great! Just, just, just up there. It was like it was just so. It was yeah, such an amazing. We had such view. a great view because, like, when I remember when we booked it, like I said, this was back in December, and we we don't know what the venue looks like, we don't know what it's going to be, and we just were like the box. You, I think you're like, hey, the box is open, and we just agreed like, even if it's a really bad view of the stage, it's an interesting. Yeah, um, it would be interesting to I've see seen, the show yeah, like I've that. I've seen Weird Al from the box on uh, three or four occasions, and it's always it's always cool, even if it's you know not the greatest. Right, it's a, it's an experience, it's, even if it's so, not a good so view. If, if that's ever an opportunity, I, I take it. Yeah. So, but we lucked out because it was a wonderful oh, it was, view. It was, it was, it was, yeah, probably one of the best seats we've had. And what's kind of funny is. Um, you know, there are some house lights that never turn off in certain venues just so people can walk around without tripping. And there is like an entire light in our box. So we kind of were like on display. So like while we we're sitting there for emo, uh, John Katz texted me a picture of us oh, cool. sitting in the box. And, and like later on, um, as we started running into other people, Everyone was like, oh, yeah, we saw you. I feel like we can see you. <laughs> um, I don't think the other boxes were full. I saw, like, maybe staff sitting in one, the box across from us, but it was, um, it was uh, yeah, surprising. I don't yeah, think they, it they, wasn't they, sold. There's a couple boxes that, that were still sort of empty. But, yeah, so we get up in the box. Uh, as we're, like, kind of heading up, you know, the, uh, the JW's coming out on stage. Uh I didn't see the time, but I took a guess as seven twenty-seven. Yeah, I, I looked at my watch and it was oh, good. Okay. when I heard first heard JW's voice. But, but I mean, like we were immediately up in the box at that point. It's it was so easy. It was so cool that sitting in that box. I can tell you. And then I then uh, emo came on at uh, seven twenty-nine, according to yep. my notes. And my too. Emo was wearing his uh, gold and black uh, suit that he wears. The one I call the Harlequin yes, suit. Yes, he was carrying a gold uh, bag with him. And uh, he had a box of water. He had a box of water. And he actually called it out and uh, mentioned yeah. it in a joke. And, he um, called it his uh, milk carton with water in it. <laughs> and and there's, there's some other thing which I... Which was kind of funny. Is he shout? He gave sort of gave like a shout out to us up in the booth. Yeah. So he he's like uh, he's like uh, I don't remember what he said. Something like uh, hey, check it out. There's people sitting up in the booth. Right. And it was just us three. And so we waved. And then um, he's like, yeah, that's the same kind of booth that Lincoln was shot in, or something like that. <laughs> right, yeah. really, you know, it was very funny and um, it was pretty cool to be like 
sort of <laughs> sort of called out uh, yeah. uh, by e- by uh, emo in his uh, and that's probably why everyone saw us there because they you know they're all looking yeah everyone's looking at us so, so uh, you know what? I don't have a stop time for emo oh so during emo oh, I do it's on different I, I um uh, was uh, I was thirsty I wanted to grab a drink and um, I figured I could be quick I also wanted to change into my uh, Rubenette shirt so um, I went I. I uh, uh, I knew that uh, Jackie wanted some wine and you wanted a soda and I wanted some water. So I went and uh, changed. I went to grab some water or I went to grab the beverages and ordered the beverages. And I don't, I didn't even tell you this story, Dave. So you're hearing it fresh. Uh, it's a Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast bonus episode exclusive. Uh, no. So I, I, um, I go up and I order the three drinks and uh, um, I get you a Coke. I get a, a water for myself, a wine for Jackie. And she's like, okay, so wine and Sprite? I was like, no, Coke. Um, <laughs> they didn't have Coke Zero. And I think you prefer Coke over Diet Coke. Is yes, that? Yeah, yes. okay. So I made that, that choice correct. Um, and so she gets a cup. And then she, like her supervisor uh, walks over. And she says to the supervisor, she's like, these cups are too small to fit the soda. Um and uh, the woman's like, that's fine. You just pour as much as you can, and then you make them drink the rest out of the can before they leave. Uh, and I'm like, kind of stand there. So she's like, okay. And so she she has this glass. She pours it literally until there's like, you know, what is it? The meniscus? Like, what is that called? Where it's like, you know, it's like bubbling over the top. And then they're like, yeah, now you just have to drink this can. I'm like, I don't like regular Coke. And I no. I, I was just oh. like, you could have left it. I was just like, um, you know, that's kind of, first of all, I was thinking like, just give me the can. Like, why does it have to be in a stupid yeah, cup? Um, so that was, that kind of ticked me off. I was like, I, I just said, I don't drink soda. And uh, there, she's like, all right, well, I'll give you a dollar off. Oh. Uh, for That's the nice. inconvenience. I was like, okay. Um, and then I, I go to pay. I hand her my credit card. And uh, she's holding my credit card. And then she hands me the card reader. And it's just kind of staring at me like, like it's time to pay. And she's like, uh, here's the card reader. And I was like, you have my credit card. <laughs> she's like holding my credit card. It was so silly. So then she shoves my credit card in. And it, it, there's like a crunchy noise. And... Um, so she shoves it in, hands me the card reader, and it just says... Was the card reader eating corn bits? It might have been, but it, it was not working. So I was like, uh, it's not working. And I'm, I'm trying to go fast because I want to go back and like not miss any more emo. And um, it's just taking so long. And she pulled, they pull my card out. And it's like, um, my card's like kind of nice. It's like a premium card. It's got metal in it. And it's like, it's all scratched up from this thing like it, it there's a gouge from the plastic she's like oh it didn't work i was like yeah it's kind of scratched up is there a different way to do it she's like nope and then she shoves it back in it still doesn't work she ends up shoving it in like five times it's like my card's all destroyed now and um it uh it ended up not working she's like oh do you have uh just can you just tap it and i was like yeah and she's like oh just do that and i was like you didn't give me the choice <laughs> Um, so then I had to carry, uh, your soda that was like <laughs> bubbling over. It's like dripping on my hand. I'm trying to get back to emo and rushing. It was such a pain in the butt. Um, so I hope you like that soda, Dave. Well, I'm glad you took 10 <laughs> minutes out of the podcast to tell that long story. <laughs> I'm glad which too. Which is very relevant. Well, also the water was only like an eight ounce water. It was smaller than a Red Bull. And I was really annoyed about that too. So I blame the Wiltern though. <laughs> 
I didn't have any bad experiences at all in this theater. I'm sorry you did. <laughs> I loved everything about this theater. It was a really nice theater. Great seats and everything. Anyway. Yeah, so... Uh, he, oh, uh, one other thing that Emo... Uh, <laughs> very interesting is... He did not call the the uh, town that we were in Santa Barbara. He called it Santa Barbara. Like he Hannah said it. Barbara. He, he, said, he said it like half a dozen times. times yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, it was... Very interesting. Hanna Barbera, Santa Barbera. After uh, after emo set, um, emo. I think we've end, ended at eight o'clock. Okay, so about a half hour set. Um, like immediately, someone comes running over, screaming up <laughs> into our box. Yeah, from the from the ground floor. He's like, "Are you Dave and Ethan? You're Dave and Ethan." Or what? And, yeah. and we're like, hi. And he's like, I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> but so then fun. it was so funny because he's like, I'm a listener. I listen. It, like we, we invited him over and we we're chatting with yeah. him. And, and he said, I don't know if he caught this. He said, I even listened to the centimeter episodes, <laughs> so, which is so funny to think. Like, <laughs> well, I'm glad someone listens. I'm glad someone listens. <laughs> um, That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. His name is Anthony and uh, so nice to meet him. Yeah, he was so enthusiastic. Yeah. It was so fun to so cool. Uh, gave him some stickers, of course, and uh, and then you know he you know he called himself a cheapskate. He's like, oh, and I just ordered some merchandise over at shop dot two thousand dot com. We're like, then you're not a cheapskate. You just ordered <laughs> merchandise, so. and we lovingly call our listeners cheapskates. Of course, of course, we know you're really just frugal. <laughs> um, <laughs> Indeed. Um, no, so that was really cool to see him. And then we knew from talking to um, Nerf Herder, Perry Grip, and Steve Sherlock that they were going to be yeah. in attendance at the show. And um, so we emailed them earlier in the week, just kind of like reconfirming. Right. And they're like, yep, we're going to be there. Um, so, but we had no idea where they, <laughs> they were. We, like, we well, forgot to ask where they were sitting. <laughs> so we just sort of were wandering around. Like, well, let's wander around. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see them, you know? Yeah. And like, we're literally like, Maybe take a couple steps, and all of a sudden, uh, someone jumps out and is like, Hey, are you guys David Ethan? <laughs> and it's uh, Steve. Yeah, Steve it was Sherlock. Steve Sherlock. And it was so cool. And, and uh, we're just chatting with Steve. So and, Steve was on the podcast. He's the drummer. Yeah, he's, and he's yeah. also the other original member yeah. of Nerf Herder, right. along with Perry Grip. And so we got to uh, see him. We got to meet his wife. Um, who, if you remember in our interview with them, he mentioned she was a huge Weird Al fan. Her name is uh, Dana, and um, we sent them... Uh, so after the interview, I don't know if we talked about this, but they sent us some really cool swag, like some signed vinyls and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, so we sent them a bunch of stickers. I sent them uh, some of my uh, Weird Al earrings that I make. And uh, some of my enamel pins, just like, you know, some goodies. And um, and Dana shows me her purse. She's like, I stole this from Steve. <laughs> and it was the uh, the Weird Al um, Simpsons pin. And uh, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, that's, that's, that's up to you guys. I'm not going to get in between this. But it was really cool to see Steve. And then and Perry came over. And uh, I was wearing a, a pineapple Hawaiian shirt. Right. And so was Perry. He was wearing that, that was different cool. color, different design, but we both had pineapples on our shirts. Now, I got the impression, and I may be wrong, but I got the impression that uh, that Dana is the really, really big Weird Al fan. Not that Steve isn't a Weird Al fan, but right, right. Dana is like the huge Weird Al fan. She, if, if you remember from the episode, she uh, was uh, 
near pretty much front and center. Oh yeah, in the uh, New York Times uh, magazine photo shoot. Yes, and uh, and yeah, she was definitely uh, definitely excited to be there. It was so nice to meet to meet Steve and to meet Dana. Yeah, and, uh, and then he said, yeah, Perry showed up shortly later. His wife Aileen. I uh, was there as well. Yeah, and in, in, uh, as we were telling her about the podcast, she was just yeah. Like, she was very excited about yeah. It. Oh, you guys! I'm so glad you guys got to talk to Perry and Steve, yeah. and, and it's so cool. And we're just chatting with them and just just having a really good time. We took a, a picture with them, and uh, as like sort of getting ready, like you know, well, let, let's you know, we, we've we used kind of you know, we've spent enough time with them. You know, let us get back to our seats and everything. Uh, somebody's flags me down and says. You have a tattoo on your leg. Let me see that. You know, so so I, I got to show the tattoo. Turns out it's uh it's a uh, I think it's Steve's brother in law, uh Rich is his name. Oh yeah, it was, it was Steve or Perry's brother in law. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't remember right now, but his name is Rich and uh, he was very excited to see the tattoo. So I just now now I started showing off the tattoos to everybody. <laughs> it was cool. To chat with him for a little while. That was really, really pretty cool. I love showing off your tattoos too. Yeah, it does. I always bring them up if if People are, you know, meeting us. It's like, have you seen Dave's tattoos? Um, yeah, definitely cool to, to get to talk to. Definitely cool. Very, very nice that uh, we got to talk to them. They're, oh my gosh, they're so much fun to yeah, talk to. They're and, so nice. So, and I, I know I've talked about this on the podcast, but it's like, I've been such a big fan of, of Perry and Nerf Herder for like, you know, decades, it seems like. So it's like super cool to, like, not only did we get to chat with them on the podcast, but to get to meet them in person was just so fun. And, and they're like, oh, did you hear our new song? And um, I don't know if you had heard it, Dave, but they dropped a new single very recently called We All Got COVID. <laughs> oh, they, no. they went and did a couple gigs and they all ended up catching COVID uh, from the gig. So I asked how they all were feeling and they're like, yeah, we're feeling better. It wasn't too bad of a case. Um but uh, yeah, we definitely would love to have them back on oh, yeah. um, at some point because they're just such big Weird Al fans, and we had so much fun talking to them on the podcast. And uh, I can't remember who, but they said one of the uh, there was another member of uh, Nerf Herder that was there, but he was up in the balcony. Oh yeah, I don't so remember which it. one. Is there anybody else here? And and they said, oh yeah, he's up in the balcony. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't get to meet. Uh, it was either. What Ben or Linus? I'm not sure yeah, which one. Remember, yeah. um, and then I think then we went right back to our um, seats and oh yeah, because basically the lights went down again <laughs> and we uh, went up to the seats and uh, my notes are all over the place because I was uh, taking my order. But let me see. I believe the first song was... Yeah, first uh, song was... Close But No Cigar, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have 8.15, the show started, so that was a, a very brief 15-minute uh, intermission. And um, <coughs> uh, Steve had his glasses on, sunglasses on. Uh, he was not wearing his sunglasses when I uh, <laughs> <laughs> joined him for dinner. Um, and Al was wearing his... Um, it's definitely one I've seen before. I don't yeah, think I've named. It. I don't think I've named it before, uh, but it's a purple shirt, like a bright purple shirt with these white flowers, yeah. with like kind of an orange center to the flowers. Right. So I named this shirt the Purple Peeper. The, <laughs> the not the Purple Peeper. I'm thinking of Mr. <laughs> Peepers, uh, the dog. No, I'm. Th uh, it's called the Purple People Popcorn Eater shirt. Okay, because <laughs> it's purple. It looks like little popcorns, the little uh, things. 
the flowers. They have the orange and the white. Okay, maybe I don't know. Well, Dave, I'm the the person who names them, so whatever you, you have want. to accept it. Uh, Jared's Jared anointed me. So that's the purple people popcorn eater shirt. It's very difficult to say very fast. Um, but yes, yeah, so Al started with close but no cigar, and um, we we talked about last. Did he play it last night? The night before. We uh, talked. We talked about yeah, yeah, how I've been tracking it, and it's been kind of all over the place. Either fifteen, sixteen, or seventeen. Did you count? I counted. Viber slaps. There were. I got sixteen viber slaps. Oh, okay. Well, we said the average was sixteen. So yes. far, that's that's consistent. It's consistent. Still average is still sixteen. You know, when we were at uh, UH Jeff's house earlier. Um, he had a vibra slap and you played. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I sit down and I just like look down and there's a vibra slap and I'm like, you have a vibra slap. <laughs> and it was funny too, because so I started playing the vibra slap and I, I, I think I've always wondered how they worked because like, I just, I don't know anything about him. I've never seen one. Right, I just, before. you see outplay. Just, but it's, he, yeah. he, he hits like a this little ball thing and all of a sudden it makes this like noise. So I was able to, to. To get an explanation, Kenneth was able to explain to me. Because exactly. Kenneth also has a vibra oh, right. slap. So it turns out, like, Kenneth's like, I got one too. So now I definitely need a vibra like, slap. Oh, I need a vibra slap now. <laughs> so, uh, so Kenneth explained, explained how it made the sound. And, and now I understand how it works. That's pretty cool. I learned something very important today. Yeah, it was cool. Um, and, uh, yeah. So uh, Al says, hello, Santa Barbara. And he's, uh, how you doing? How you doing? And um, <laughs> he says, I wish I lived in Santa Barbara. He said, I, I've always loved Santa Barbara. And, he, you know, he said he, he's lived in L.A. his whole life. And um, he talked about uh, how he went to college in San Luis Obispo. And then he said, Cal, Cal Poly, woo <laughs> And uh, people cheered. And uh, he said, uh, you know, Santa Barbara has always been... Um, uh, important to him because it's, it was halfway between um, Los Angeles and San Luis Obispo. Hmm. So it was a good spot for a bathroom break. Yes, it's always been his bathroom break. Uh, he misses the, the uh, tile roofs and the toilets. <laughs> and uh, he also said, and, and they have, and Santa Barbara has the best audience in the world, the greatest audiences in the world, and they're easily pandered to. Yeah, people who are easily pandered. To. <laughs> And they cheered for both of those. <laughs> it was really great. So I, I should point out, uh, because we were in this box, it was just me, you, and Jackie. Um, I didn't take as extensive notes as I usually do because this was a great opportunity. Just the angle we had was amazing. I, I didn't have to worry about whether or not I was going to bother other people by taking right. pictures. So I spent I, – I, I really uh, – I, I took a lot of pictures. And we were far enough away from the Wiltern that no one was going to harass us for taking pictures. So, so, <laughs> so I don't have word for word for a lot of these uh, introductions. And I was really taking well, Because we had that light in the thing, I was able to okay. take more notes. So hopefully, glad. you know, we're able to ebb and flow where, where you're lacking. Maybe I have some extra ones. But and he's, he, yeah, he had. Uh, yeah, you your notes just said emo. Yeah, dash. and that's just and that, I wrote out what he actually said. He said emo is the funniest girl, not girl. Emo is the funniest guy in the world, and I feel like a Make a Wish kid getting to tour around with him. Yeah, uh, which was really sweet. And um, he said uh, he wrote this next song for Bob Dylan. He wrote this for Bob Dylan. He uh, has never heard it. Uh, right. <laughs> he never wanted. He never asked me to, and he has never heard it. And uh, the song was Bob. It was Bob. 
And um, let's see. Um, Try to read what this. <laughs> oh, so 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 his so th- this was actually a really long introduction he gave to the next song. Uh, basically, uh, he was talking about uh, how he was on a show called. He called it something like Dick Clark's Summer New Year's Eve from Hell, <laughs> and then he asked Bermuda to correct it. And Bermuda pretty said, "Yeah, that's pretty much what it is." Uh, but basically, it was what the, was it? The summer? What did you have written down? I had Dick. Clark, I, 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 I might not be exact, but Dick Clark's summer New Year's Eve from Hell. Summer something beach party from Hell is what Maybe. I have written down. Could and be. so he asked. Yes, he asked um, Bermuda to correct him. And so he actually in Medford, um, not Medford. Um, what's that place I went without you? <laughs> That's like a, a big um, Hampton, Beach. Hampton, Hampton Beach. Hampton Beach. Um, in Hampton Beach, he told this story, uh, and uh, he had Bermuda actually correct him, and Bermuda actually corrected him with what the real name is. Uh, but tonight, Bermuda just literally repeated back what Al said, <laughs> which is really funny. He went on the story about, and he's told the story before how he's uh, how they performed one more minute in the beach, and there he thought everything was fine, and then they later came back and uh, and uh, this, this. Well, he said, as, as with all Dick Clark productions, like American Bandstand, it was all lip synced. Uh, standards and practices called him, said they had a problem with the lyrics. It's not going to fly on network TV, and um, and then Al couldn't remember the line. Which um, I don't blame him because sometimes when people ask me about a Weird Al line, like I know all the words, but it's like out of context of singing the song. Sometimes it's hard for me to pull out like the actual thing. So Steve kind of whispered to him and then he he said the line, of course, cleaning Grand Central Station with his tongue. And the they they uh, they had an issue with that line. So Al said he didn't know what they were going to do with it, what they were going to bleep. And so he was very surprised um, to watch it. Yeah. I, I'm letting you finish the story oh, if you I want to. I don't have to. notes. I mean, so okay. it's not going to be word for word. I don't have, I just, okay. I was going to let you finish the story. I will finish it, but <laughs> I'm going to warn you, it's not going to be word for word. I don't, it's fine. Uh, so, uh, so, so yeah, so basically, uh, he, he, he listens to it back and he's, and, and all of a sudden, uh, he's listening and he gets to that point in the song and he says, I want to clean all the bathrooms in Grand Central Station with my beep, <laughs> which is even worse. Yeah, so this is way worse than tongue. Uh, so then he said, so we'd like to play the uncensored version of One More Minute for You. Yeah. And this... So, so, Go ahead. Yeah, so was, every time that uh, Weird Al tells this story, I, I've told this story on the podcast before, but... Uh, uh, I have a copy of this uh, this clip up on my personal YouTube page. You just search for like Dick Clark or Dick Clark Summer Eve or Weird Al singing One More Minute in the Beach or whatever. I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, but, but yeah, every time that uh, Weird Al tells this story, I seem to get more and more hits on this thing and, and more and more comments on it. So as soon as he started, as soon as I knew where he was going with his story, I'm like, well, I'm going to get some more hits on my YouTube nice. page. I mean, I no way is this video viral by any means. It's no. got like 6,000 hits or whatever, cool. or something like that. But every time my Weird Al tells the story, I seem to get a notifications that I've got more likes on this video and more <laughs> comments on it. So, Well, what I really, really loved is when he got to that part in yes. the song <laughs> where, so you cool. know, when he said 
tongue, the entire audience erupted in applause yes. and cheered. <laughs> and I, I think Al was surprised, too. His face was kind of like, I don't think he was expecting that. Yeah, that was so cool. <laughs> so we got through the uncensored version of One More Minute, and uh, it was really a cool moment, like, where everybody just was very happy to hear the uncensored word in there. Uh, then he said he's not a betting man. He doesn't enjoy gambling. Yeah. Uh, he said he can't even uh, sit through uncut gems, which I've never seen that movie, uh, but I've, I've heard interesting things about it. But he said, despite all that, if you were to go up to people on the street and ask them who is the greatest human ever, um, that it would be very close to 100% of those people would say Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley. I, I, I kind of uh, knew the song was coming because as soon as uh, he had finished One More Minute, uh, I saw Steve stand up and just kind of walk off stage. Yep. <laughs> so as soon as I saw Steve stand up and walk off stage, I says, well, uh, I took a look to see what Ruben was doing. And he took Ruben took his time to get off stage, but he still got off stage. But I mean, he, once, once you see Steve get up to get off, once you see Steve stand up, that means one of two things. Either he's going to walk over to the keyboards <laughs> for, uh, for Craigslist. Craigslist or he's going to walk off the stage for CNR. And since he did not walk to the keyboards, uh, I said, oh, CNR. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and CNR was great. It was a great rendition tonight. And, uh, it's just, you know, the the lighting and everything. It's just the perspective we had was oh, different a, than we've had this tour. And it was a cool perspective. So cool. To be sort of above the stage and be able to see the entire stage off from the side. And we can see we're on uh, Steve's side. Um, yeah. And I can see Bermuda's face the whole time oh, yeah, perfectly. Bermuda's face. Uh, where I was sitting, I was like the seat closest to the stage. I had to sort of crane my neck a little bit to see Ruben, but I'm sure I think you and Jackie probably had a better view of him than I did. Yeah, and they weren't fixed chairs, so I was able oh, to kind of... Oh, yeah, we kind of around in this yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was really sweet. nice. Really nice. And then, like, at one point, I, I was, like, looking for something in my uh, my bag and I was able to just like stand up and I walk over like it's just like I'm not disturbing anyone you could put something on the floor and not worth to worry about you yeah know, finding it later yeah it's pretty cool it, I, it was, I loved oh, it oh man it was me I wish oh, we... and there was like a little railing kind of a thing so I was able to put like my notepad down I didn't have to like <laughs> sit and right. hold it in my hand the whole time it was, I loved it Dave. oh my gosh should... well, I didn't have to worry about hiding the way that I'm tweeting out the set list right. or anything oh we should we should we should uh Oh, I mean, I, I always do whenever I see him available, take the box seats, but we should... Uh, we should move to Santa Barbara. <laughs> we, should, <laughs> we should move into that box. Back to that box. <laughs> well, you almost did. Um, so after CNR, um, I don't know if you have notes on this, but he... Uh, yeah, we love doing this particular tour. Uh, one of the reasons is to showcase the band. Talked about meeting Bermuda and the Dr. Demento show. Again, uh, talked about meeting uh, Ruben on Grinder, and uh, I heard the first El Maestro, or I guess El Maestros of the night, because there was a large uh, Rubenette. Yeah, there's a large uh, contingent of Rubenettes at this yeah. show. <laughs> so, uh, definitely heard some some good El Maestros in there. Um, and uh, he said 1981, early yeah, 80s. Early 80s. He said 1981, early 80s at least. Uh, he was you know, fresh out of college. Uh, no record deal yet. No record deal yet. He was and heading. He went to the KCPR uh, reunion, the radio station he yeah. he uh, worked on. And I heard a couple woos from the <laughs> audience. 
Um, and he said he was in Rio Grande? Arroyo, Arroyo Grande. It's A-R-R-O-Y-O. Oh. Grande, Arroyo Grande. It sort of sounded like he said Arroyo, but it was is Arroyo Grande. Is that a, uh, what is that, a chain or something? It's a, no, it's a town. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's a town in, in, in California, not that far, and not that far, I don't think, not that far from okay. where I really don't know California. Well, he basically to... said he went to Rio Grande not to go to the bathroom, he saves right, that for Santa Barbara. Right. Uh, <laughs> not, he said, I'm not cheating on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cheating on you guys, don't. <laughs> Do not want to cheat? <laughs> and um, he went in there to get a, a, somewhere to get a sandwich. And it ended up being a scuzzy, divey bar. Yep. With a lounge uh, with two wonderful musicians. Yep. Pretty much is, at that point, you know, a standard story. Yeah. About and meeting it, Jim and Steve. Uh, and it was Dare to be Stupid, of Dare course. Dare to be Stupid. The, and, I called it the Arroyo Grande uh, version. Nice. Um, so then, during Dare to be Stupid, since I was not going to be disturbing anyone... Well, it's me and Jackie, but we don't count. <laughs> I, I, I want to disturb you guys. Um, I, I don't want to disrupt you. I want to disturb you. Uh, with, <laughs> uh, so, for, for the volunteer, I stood up. I was waving around my right hand and pointing at myself as if I wanted to be chosen. And I didn't see anybody else in the theater volunteering. We had a pretty good view of the entire overview of everything. I was busy volunteering, so I did not look. But usually John Katz volunteers, but I know he got yelled at by someone behind him at uh, at the will turn, of course. I, yeah, I didn't. I, it's possible. I didn't know where. I don't know where John was sitting. I did not see him from, my, from our vantage point. <laughs> so after. Talking about Bob by saying he wrote a song for Bob Dylan. Yeah, he said, Al continued on that track. So he wrote this song for David Byrne. And then he said, he stole it from me. Yep. He stole it from me. He changed Jesus. the lyrics, changed the music, and he changed the title. Yep. And he said whenever he hears a Dave Byrne song, uh, he's not sure if well, that's the one. Whatever he hears, yeah, Talking Heads <laughs> song. He doesn't know if that's the one that he's talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the song is, of course, Doggy Dog. Doggy Dog. This is pretty cool to see from that from our vantage point. This, this is the song that sort of has the uh, the lights that bounce back yep. and forth on the stage and, and somehow makes it look like there's two entirely different bands up on stage. It's pretty cool to see from that from our vantage point. Now, watching uh, and listening to Doggy Dog, where he talks about bending paper clips into the shapes of small animals, um, do you think he the character in the song can bend paper clips into the shape of red rump to goodies? Uh, sure. I will say yes. All right. I would like to see that. Um, after the after Doggy <laughs> Dog, he said, you've been very patient. And it's time for a harpsichord solo. Yeah. And uh, before R Ruben even started playing the harpsichord solo, he stood up and put his hand to his ear as if he was listening yeah. for something from the audience. And um, I did hear some El Maestro's. And uh, he proceeded with the harpsichord solo, which led right into Melanie. Melanie. And uh, my notes on Melanie were that a couple interesting things. Number one, I did hear the cat meow in the song. Yeah. <laughs> and I do want to give a shout out to uh, the uh, the cat that we met today, the lovely Chloe. Yes. Oh, uh, such a... Jeff's adorable little kitty. Yeah. Cat. <laughs> Who has a, quite a meow. Yes. 
yes. <laughs> when we get Chloe started, she's uh, she starts meowing. Uh, and then I noticed that uh, this song usually has uh, some interest. That usually has what I now what we've now dubbed the uh, toenail clipping lights, and it, and it did not this time. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, so it was like, interesting and note, noteworthy that they were not present for memory. Wow. Okay. Uh, didn't notice that, but also um, it was hard to see some of the lighting just with our angle. Um, I noticed during one song, I, like I, I, I don't remember which one, but I noticed I was like, oh, I, I like I, halfway through the song, I noticed the lighting. I was like, oh, I didn't see that on the back wall. Um, yeah, definitely were no toenail clipping, uh, toenail clipping lights <laughs> for this particular song. So okay, so so then. Continuing with tradition, <laughs> right. um, Al again said, well, he wrote this song for Jim Morrison, <laughs> yeah. um, but then he found out he died 50 he's, years ago. He's been dead for 40 years, yeah. Uh, and he needs to read the trades. And his daddy to trade more. He says, <laughs> well, I hate to let a song go to waste, so we're going to play it for you, Craigslist. And uh, oh, so so excited to see Craigslist always. And... Um, the coffee shop you mentioned was the Starbucks on State Street, which yeah. got a, a big woo. Yes, very popular <laughs> apparently. So uh, I, I usually take a lot of uh, extensive notes for this song, but I was enjoying it so much that I was just decided to to just listen along. And that's what it. I do with this song because it's like I love the uh, different had, stuff. We had, a, we had a cool vantage point. The lights were really kind of. Really, you know, cool for this song, even from our vantage point. Uh, so I was just kind of watching along. There, but there was one noteworthy, uh, one really noteworthy thing that he said. He said that at one point he said that he was on a camel. Uh, named Elvis. Named Elvis. <laughs> I was so excited when he said that. I was like, oh, how awesome. So <laughs> I, don't, I, I like that moment a lot. Uh, yeah. He, so he, he uh, did not do Baby Shark uh, tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did not hear about M&Ms or anything, so it was uh, largely different. And um, typically at the, the end, it's we've heard in the past, it's either um, you know tearing the, the tags off the mattresses or uh, not lather, rinsing, and repeating his shampoo. Well, tonight, it was, compl- it was different than I've ever heard on this tour. And he said um, he didn't rinse the peanut butter jar before... Recycling it or something like that. Um, another thing um, with this vantage point, I could really see Steve uh, well, um, where it's it's usually kind of hard to see Steve because the lights are focused on Al and Steve's kind of off to the side next to Ruben. It's not really a great, usually a great vantage point. Um, Steve at one point during the song was putting his entire like forearm onto the keyboard and it was like hitting a bunch of keys at the same time um just to make like extra noise and and it was really interesting um and so like he was kind of doing it and then at one point he just like left it down and just let the all the noise kind of like linger and it was very cool it was um you know i i always wonder like what you know what is steve doing over there what is he adding um you know what is because it's like if if steve's not needed we know he can just leave um, but he's obviously adding some really cool mm-hmm. stuff over there, and it, it was great to get to to see him at work. Cool. 
All right, so uh, immediately after Craigslist, there was that, that loud hum that I immediately recognized as Velvet Elvis. Yes. So I, I, I thought this was really cool because uh, he had just mentioned that he was on a camel that he had themed Elvis. <laughs> and then he went into Velvet Elvis. Yeah, I wonder uh, if that was... Uh, planned out, yeah. yeah. Or maybe it just like... I don't know if he improvises or plans out those. I'm guessing they're probably planned out. Okay. They're, they're pretty well thought out. Okay. But hey, who knows? I'm guessing that he has he has uh, them sort of planned out at least at least a rough outline of what he wants to say. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yes. But what's interesting about Velvet Elvis is is as this this like this song is starting, there's like this this like vibration that was going on, and we were sitting like like directly above us and directly below us were like these uh, like stacks of speakers. So we were kind of like in like the middle of this. Like we were in this weird, yeah, like uh, eye of the hurricane or something. Yeah, it was like the like this the whole booth that we were in was sort of like vibrating at certain points in the song, and it was the weirdest, strange. It was like the air was vibrating. Yeah, not the booth. You could feel it, like you could. But the right. air was vibrating. It was the weirdest, strangest sensation I've probably ever had. It well, was, and, and to to add to how weird it was, because I was experiencing what you were experiencing, but. But um, I was wearing my 2,000-inch hat, and there's there's air inside the hat. You know, it's not, like, completely right. crammed down on my skull. So the the air inside the hat was vibrating. So my hat was vibrating. It was wow. so weird. Such a weird sensation. It was the weirdest um, thing ever. And it wasn't the entire song. It was just at certain points in the it was, song. It was for that opening part with for the, sure, the noise. For sure. Yeah, there's a couple other times it happened as well. So weird. It was this. It was such a such a cool weird. It was cool. It's yeah. almost like you were sitting like like on a, like a massage bed or something like that. It was just. It's such a. It's hard to describe. It. I'm glad that we both were there yeah. because and Jackie yeah. same too. She she immediately was like, wow, what is this? Yeah, we all just started looking at each other. Like, like is what really is going happening? on? And this is like the. That's the weirdest thing. It ever. was, yeah, that was wild. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think I can describe it any better than you and I already have, but it just like it was awesome. It was so cool. Well, uh, I think it's time that we, uh, I think it's time that we talk about uh, this is a back-to-back Elvis moment. We had the uh, camel uh, named Elvis went right into Velvet Elvis. I think that uh, is it time I, to I play the song. I think I'm ready. You know, this. Uh, I will admit, though, I will admit that this is this was a very uh, tough decision for me because there were a lot of uh, a lot of you know no, nothing um, nothing immediately was like oh that's like giveaway like in the past like oh if he does Viva Las Vegas right Las Vegas <laughs> and that, that that's, that's gonna be Dave's song of the night but. Uh, but uh, for sure, I mean, it, it, it was this this there was this moment that I will I will remember about this. Well, I'll most remember about uh, the um, song portion of this evening was uh, was this vibrations thing that was going on during this song. So I and I enjoyed the song a lot, and and just everything about this moment made made this be Dave's pick of the night. Oh, intern Frank. That's your cue to play. Dave's pick of the night. Wow. So Velvet Elvis, your pick of the night. Now, um, Dave, before we started recording, um, this is the fourth time I've done this. I 
tried to take a guess as to what your song of the night would be. Uh, so I wrote down a piece of paper. You did not see what I wrote. Nope. I did not look at nope. your notebook at all. Um, I wrote it down. I don't remember what I wrote. <laughs> um, it was like an hour and a half ago. Um, but I wrote it down. It's folded up. Um, yeah. If you could, please take a look. Yeah. I, I will just, for people keeping score at home, uh, this is the fourth time we've done me guessing. And uh, the first three times I got it correct. Yeah. So uh, th- there's a lot of pressure to keep my winning streak going. Um, I'm very curious to see what I wrote. Wow. What did I write? Dave's pick of the night, Velvet Elvis. And what else did I write? And you said to check it. My second choice would have been Craigslist. Second place was Craigslist. And what did you you said? Velvet Elvis, because it was a back-to-back Elvis. It was a back-to-back Elvis. So my winning streak continues. Wow. And for the second night in a row, I added extra details (laughs) that were also correct. (laughs) Incredible. Well, and this is not this 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 is legitimate. This is this legitimate. Is, this is yeah. not like stick we're doing. This, yeah, Ethan, Ethan, legitimately, <laughs> we 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 do this for fun. And and wow, four four for four. That is Incredible. pretty cool. Um, I mean, that's a little scary too. Because that means you really must know me pretty well. I know you pretty well, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just knew. See, it was it was tough because when he said Elvis and Craigslist, Craigslist is already so amazing on this tour. I was like, that's just going to put it over the top for Dave. So when he played that, I was in my head like, this is Dave's pick of the night. But then when Velvet Elvis had that such a weird um, sensation for all of us, I was like, Dave is going to go with the sensation over the um, <laughs> the uh, the camel named Elvis. And so I'm so glad I was right. Now we, uh, when we talked, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> The Velvet Elvis moment. The Velvet that moment <laughs> in the, with the vibration and the song itself. But the, right. And the back-to-back Elvises and everything. Yeah, it, indeed. That, that definitely is something I remember about. And I called you Elvis. I don't usually call you Elvis. That's true. That's true. I didn't... Ooh, there's a little foreshadowing. Wow. Oh, so there's some there's some psychic connection going on <laughs> between us. You and Al and us. But anyway... Uh, <clears throat> uh, so... We had a little discussion, and we're not going to get into detail whether or not my my pick of the night has to be a song or not. So, um, well, you were asking me, and I, I basically said, Dave, it's your pick of the night. You pick it, it, you know, it's whatever you want to do. But if I'm going to be guessing, I need to know what the the rules are so I can, you know, potentially consider non songs as your pick of the night. <laughs> Is your pick of the night some guy yelling El Maestro? Right. I don't know. <laughs> So um, I don't I know do have that. That was my uh, that was my Dave's pick of the night. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate the theme song. He already played it, <laughs> and uh, that was my Dave's pick of the night. But I did have a I did have another non-song pick of the night, which I will uh, point out, which you do not have to bother guessing on. It's Dave's non-song. Pick of the night. <laughs> no, we're not there yet. Oh, that was I- Dave's so pick of the night. Wait, what? Dave's pick of the night. Thank you. <laughs> Velvet Elvis. Good job on the guess. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I was really nervous that I was going to break my streak. <laughs> I was just pointing it out for, for in the next uh, three hours when we do get to it that I will have a, uh, a, a non-song pick of the night. Oh, speaking of streaks, by the way, um, we were not at Jeopardy tonight, but we... Uh, heard through the grapevine that our friend Summer Woods 
has continued her streak <laughs> and has won, um, legitimately won, um, Weird Al Jeopardy three nights in a row. Very cool. Undefeated three-time Jeopardy champion. That's very cool. Um, so after Velvet Elvis, Al kind of changes up very slightly uh, talking about this song and, and how it's about modern relationships and he thinks that this song can help you relate to your loved ones in a deeper, more meaningful way. And he just sort of goes really over the top and, of course, then plays Let Me Be Your Hog. Be your hog. <laughs> I love, love how the introduction to this song is, is like 10 times longer than the song. Yes. Itself. Now, I don't know if you you picked this up or not or if it was just me, uh, me hearing it or mishearing it. Possibly. It almost sounded like, you know, at the end of the song, it goes, baby, 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 baby. It almost sounded like, like, I don't know how many babies he says. I've never counted them. But it almost <laughs> sounds like that he, he said an extra baby this time. Oh. Because in my mind, I, I know, you know, baby, 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 I know when it stops. But he said another baby. So I don't know if that was. Wow, maybe it was the special extra baby version yeah. tonight. So I, I heard an extra baby. I mean. Wow. I, I, well, I guess I wasn't paying attention enough. Yeah. I uh, was not uh, singing along in my head to this song. I was, I was singing along, and I heard an extra baby. I don't know if there was one or not, but I, I felt like I heard an extra baby. <laughs> um, so the next song, uh, next song is Airline Amy. Airline Amy, and uh, I feel so bad because uh, I know Alexis Adams has been to I think five, four or five shows at this point, and desperately just wants to hear <laughs> Airline Amy. And uh, we offered her our fourth ticket to the show tonight, but her flight conflicted with it. Mm. And uh, so as soon as the song played, um, I took a, a very brief video clip of just Al saying, Airline Amy, and then flipping around to my face with kind of like an I told you so face <laughs> and sent it to her. And she was very upset about that. <laughs> and then Joe Jaffa also texted me later and was like, I can't believe they played Airline Amy because he really wanted to hear yeah. that, too. And uh, so I sent him that same video. <laughs> so the funny thing about, about I was, I, uh, I don't know if you were there or not when I was talking to John at dinner. You might have been off with uh, Steve at this point. But uh, he had mentioned that uh, he was looking forward to hearing two songs. Uh, he had already heard all the songs on the tour, but he wanted to hear two particular songs so that he could say he heard every song on the tour at least twice and the two songs he was looking forward to wanting to hear tonight was uh one of them was airline amy and the other one was christmas at ground zero oh interesting so as soon as airline amy came on uh, my thoughts went through what the conversation i had with john oh, uh, cool. earlier in the day so at least one of his uh two songs uh he got to hear twice now he just yeah those to, are i, 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 I haven't yeah, i haven't yeah, looked at brad's spreadsheet in a while but, but I feel like those are the two that... that those are, are the, the two rare songs rare to get. songs to hear, the Airline Amy and Christmas. I feel like Mr. Popeil is low, but I don't think it's as low as no, those. I don't think it's as low as those two. Um, and again, this is just going off of my... The shows I've been to and not looking at Brad Spray. Now, this was pretty great. At the end of Airline Amy, did you see what Al did with his instrument? Yes, his tambourine. He, he tossed it in the air. and it Was it a tambourine? Oh, I, I saw him playing the jingle jingle. Oh, the, <laughs> the jingle jingle. The jingle jingle. <laughs> but it was funny because Al, Al played, he threw it up in the air and he caught it perfectly. Yeah. That was really cool. It, it sort of like spun around, but not like, not like over it, over itself. It's sort of like, uh, I don't know. 
but he caught it. It's, he caught it. It was really cool. He's done. I think he's. I've seen him do that a couple of times before for this song, but he hasn't played this song very often. But no, no. Uh, so, in continuing as is tradition <laughs> yes. with this show, he said he wrote this next song for Rage Against the Machine, and they refused to listen to it. So he took them to court. To court, and uh, for um, and he uh, he. For reckless disregard for my personal feelings. And then he said, waiting for the deposition, he wrote a different song <laughs> for them. And this is that song. Yes. So I'm not quite sure which song he wrote because he said, I wrote this song for Rage Against the Machine and then he wrote a different and, and I don't know if you saw Al at that point. He kind of like, like, wait, did I just contradict myself? You could see, you could see him kind of question. What I was super busy writing. Right. So, uh, uh, of course, we got to hear I'll, I'll Sue You. Yeah. And um, uh, two notes about this one. Uh, this one is I, this one. Even though we were high up in the uh, higher up than than pretty much everybody except for the balcony, uh, and we were definitely we we're close to the stage. Although not 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 like next to the stage, we were close to the stage. Uh, I could I mentioned that that fog that they have going on has a sort of smell to it. I could actually smell the fog from where we were. So yeah. there must have been a lot of fog going on. A lot on, of fog. On this song. And uh, the other moment that I always do is, uh, you know, there's this horrible, horrible lyric in this song. Horribly offensive horribly to you. Horribly offensive lyric in this song. That's, you know, he says, uh, he, Delta told, Delta Airlines sold him a ticket to New Jersey. He went there and it sucks. Well, because uh, I didn't have to worry about it, I really took offense to this one. I stood up. <laughs> and I booed as loud as I could and had my thumbs down. As did I. I stood up. I booed. I, I had my thumbs down. And I saw Jackie uh, booing and thumbs downing as well. Yeah. So our entire entire booth the full ent of, Entire. Uh, Everyone in our section. Everyone in our section got up and booed that line. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it, this would be like a Dave suggestion if we had a theme song for that. I don't know if you want to co-sign on this one or not, but I feel like that lyric should be removed from the song permanently. Well, would you suggest he replaces New Jersey with <laughs> any of the New Mexico? Other, any of the other forty-nine <laughs> states would be fine. New York or any of the other hundred and eighty countries would be fine as well. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to co-sign that because I actually have my own Ethan suggestion uh, that I had for this song. Okay. It's Ethan suggestions. And uh, so my Ethan suggestion, uh, thinking uh, we, you know, we recently had Melanie at this point in the show. Yep. There's two lines in I'll Sue Ya about cats. Uh, I use the microwave to dry off my cat and I uh, ate kitty litter and now I have bad breath. Um, Bermuda has that meow already programmed. <laughs> I would love, I think for microwave to dry through cat more so than the kitty litter, I would love to hear a little <laughs> meow. I think that would be uh, pretty funny. It's not going to take too much work. You know, I'm trying to be reasonable in my suggestions. <laughs> I'm not suggesting they reprogram the whole show. Um, but that, that is my Ethan suggestion. And I, I, I think I have a couple more. So I won't play the theme song again until then. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the, oh, we've already introduced. You know this. This is interesting. Uh, I felt like that uh, this whole like set list has been pretty like Ruben heavy. 
Yeah, and I, like I wonder if Al did it on purpose like because this was sort of like this was the yeah. big show for the Rubinettes. Yeah. You know, this was Shalomar's first show, of the tour. There was a lot of other Rubinettes, including myself, uh, who were going to be in attendance, and it seemed like Al was sort of just like I don't know, playing chicken to <laughs> try to see how many people would uh, would say uh, El Maestro, mm-hmm. and. Um, so he introduced he introduced uh, yeah, Ruben. We, we already introduced uh, him before, but you know we, we introduced the new member, and he sort of stumbled over Ruben's name. Did you did you hear that he went Ruben? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah the R multiple times, Ruben Valtiera. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was intentional or. or yeah, I, I felt it was sort of like an intentional thing rather than a stumble, <laughs> but it was sort of like, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't like Ruben Valtiera. It was yeah. Ruben Valtiera. Um, and so then, uh, you know, he sexy his keyboard, uh, he said, uh, take a bow, new guy. And well, yeah, he said that, uh, Ruben was on the cover of the Xavier Kuget fanzine. <laughs> I'm which, glad you got that yeah, name down. Cause and, I, 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 and I asked, not get I asked that. Frank to, uh, to figure out who Xavier Kuget was. And he was a Spanish musician and band leader. I'm sorry, Spanish musician and band leader from Cuba. Oh. And, uh. He, he unfortunately passed away in 1990, but uh, Ruben was on the cover of the fanzine, I believe, in like 1982 or something like that. And uh, 81. 81 or 82. And, uh, and then I also uh, had Frank dig a little deeper. And uh, not only is Xavier Cugat a uh, Spanish musician and band leader of Cuba, uh, his, one of his ex-wives was uh, Charo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting fact. Wow. Now, so, but it was funny. I noticed that when uh, when Al said Xavier Kuget's name, the fanzine, it, it caught Ruben off guard because he kind of stepped aside and was <laughs> laughing. <laughs> so obviously, obviously, Ruben's going to know who Xavier Kuget is, right? And, yeah. and Al in the past has just said like keyboard monthly, right. or you know, yeah, so, so yeah, so Al was... to go out of the way and, and, and pick somebody that Ruben's going to definitely right. recognize. And, <laughs> And, and cause Ruben and completely went over my head. Uh, yeah. But uh, so I said that Al seemed like he was sort of like trying to create an opportunity right. for the audience, and I caught him glancing up at me. Uh-uh. Uh, so it looked kind of like he was sort of like kind of prolonging, kind of like you know bringing this out, kind of like trying to see if I was going to yell uh, anything for El Maestro. So um, I, I could I could be completely just. You know, <laughs> completely uh, insane. But I thought Al was kind of looking at me, kind of hanging on. So I opened my mouth as if I was going to yell. And then I just didn't, just to fake him out. Uh, yeah. Because I am no Nazi, Dave. I'm not going to be yelling El Maestro. We already decided that back in Vegas. Um, so, so I feel like Al was sort of testing me. And uh, maybe, like I said, I'm just uh, reading into this. And uh, Al was glancing at something else. But okay, that's what I wrote down. <laughs> so the song was, Why Does This Always Happen to Me? I noticed that, um, I think I pointed this out recently, that um, Al did not do the stabbing motion for stabbing in the face. Uh-huh. Uh, and he did not do it again tonight. Uh, so for whatever reason, um, I, I did take the opportunity during the show to kind of enjoy looking at the audience and the rest of the theater just from our angle. And for whatever reason, I I looked up and I caught a a woman in the balcony caught my eye 
because they t- turned a stage light and it was directly in her face. And she was like, very like, oh, like, you know, getting flustered by the light. And then she was watching the whole show with her hand in front of her oh, face, geez. blocking the light. Um, not unfortunate. <laughs> which, uh, it was pretty funny. Not <laughs> it's for a, her. It's not for her, but, but for me, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, quite a sight to see, I'll tell you. So it was very interesting. That was the thirteenth song. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Night. I know that you you keep track of song numbers. I don't, but I felt like this is pretty late in the show. Yes, it was thirteenth song, and uh, at this point, Al had not played the accordion once. No, that's more than halfway through the show. Yeah. There, there were twenty songs tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so he looks over and he says, he picked these. Uh, yeah, it's like like Chekhov's accordion. We're gonna use it eventually. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, Steve had his sunglasses off, and then put them back on. Hmm. <laughs> oh. uh, Al started talking about the the new film and the this new song they wrote, and um, Bermuda started counting off with his drumsticks, and then Al said, "We're not gonna play it tonight," <laughs> and, and they instead played UHF. Yes. And um, I thought of something. I don't know if this has ever been uh, discussed before, but what if we, instead of, you know how when you watch the YMCA, people do like these hand letters, their arm letters, YMCA. What if we did UHF um, during UHF? Is that an Ethan suggestion? Um. No. Okay. It's not an Ethan suggestion. It's just a, what do you think about that, Dave? <laughs> if you want to do that, go for it. If Well, would you do it with I me? I would not do that. Okay. Uh, if any of our listeners want to do it, please do. And please report in. I was thinking about how you would do the, the, H. the H. The U is very easy. And the, the F is very easy. The H is a little... The H sounds... The H. This is what I was thinking for H. You just you do the U. The U, your hands are like a fist. Okay? Right. And then the H, you put your thumbs out and you have your hands like you're waving, and then you just connect your thumbs. That's my thought for H. So it's U H F. That's my thought. You don't want to do it. I don't think it's necessary. If if you want to do UHF, uh, like I suggested, please email me at Ethan at two thousand inch dot com and we'll create uh, choreography together. Yes. If you're, if you're a professional choreographer, please uh, email Ethan as well. Is that my email? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll just. Um, yes, please leave Frank out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust him. Uh, he, Al said it. there's 188 <laughs> days until Christmas. Yes. And he could uh, hear sleigh bells in the air. So now at this point, he's had, Jed means, now he's pretty much narrowed it down to two songs. Uh, either Christmas at Ground Zero. Yeah, one of our many two Christmas crazy. songs. He said uh, he wrote this song back in 1986. And uh, lucky for me, it just gets uh, more relevant every, every year. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, as soon as he's at 86, I knew Christmas at Ground Zero. And that was the other one John wanted to hear. Yeah, I was going to put Oh, that. nice. Is that uh, the other one that John, to, to put, this is the second, would have been the second time he's heard it on this tour. So he can now officially say that he's heard every single song on on the, you know, the, the normal set list at least twice. Well, so before we, I think there's probably a couple of things we're going to discuss during this song. 
Um, I just want to point out, I don't usually have a pick of the night. This was my pick of the night. Oh, Christmas at Ground Zero. Um, this was up. This was this was up there. This would have been. This be- might have been. I don't know if uh, I forgot what you said. My second choice was, but this might have been my second choice. Okay, if we had gotten that far. Okay. Um, well, the reason that I like it is maybe similar to why you liked it. Um, <laughs> you know, at the beginning of the song, Al goes. He kind of whistles like, <whistles> and then there's an uh, right. explosion noise. Yeah, explosion. Yeah. So. In the explosion noise, I assume it's Ruben who who uh, cues that up um, because for the explosion yes. noise, there were multiple, I think two explosions two. and Al, explosions. Al started laughing, turned around and looked at Ruben, kept laughing yeah. and then went forward with the song. Kind of like, yeah, he had to look like, what is going giggling on? Giggling to himself. Yeah. <laughs> and of course we were laughing yes. <laughs> because it was just so bizarre. Um and uh, this was another song where the the bass or whatever the low notes were were making my hat oh, vibrate. Interesting. So, I did not. Uh, I did not get that experience during this. Definitely song. the explosion oh, okay. um, made my hat vibrate, and, and maybe a couple times during this song. Uh, so, uh, if you're ready to talk about what Al said after the song, yeah, I just want to say that that uh, one why this one was in contention to be uh, Dave's pick of the night was that uh, was. Because uh, it is it is one of the rarer songs that that's out there that you know right. as far as never plays and again because of the uh, the uh, the double atom bomb. <laughs> well, that's so yeah. Al said. Al said this song you got to hear the rare double atom bomb version. Yeah, the rare double <laughs> atom bomb drop. And he said that uh, I don't know. He said something about it being a double apocalypse or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was definitely one I was considering for in contention for for Dave's pick of the night, but it was certainly Ethan's pick of the night. Um, cool. I don't usually have picks of the night, but this one just yeah. stood out to me. Yeah, I, I can understand <laughs> that this, this was up there. Um, it's a good it's a good rendition of the song. It was and, very good and rendition. The double yeah. bomb drop, definitely. Uh, and Al kind of breaking normal. character and and, yeah. and laughing is is uh, is very enjoyable. Um, Next said the next song is the most '90s songs ever. <laughs> when he wrote it, it already felt dated. <laughs> <laughs> Came out in 1999. Just may have, but yeah. Um, he said that the demo for this tour skews older, but uh, for the younger people in the audience, he said Eddie Vedder used to be in a band called Pearl Jam, and I actually don't know much about Pearl Jam. Is is that band not together anymore? Do you I, know? Uh, <laughs> offhand, I don't know. But uh, Pearl Jam was definitely very popular in the 1990s, uh, and they were very popular. He said they were very popular on MTV, and then he said MTV uh, used to play music videos, and he said music videos, and he said, ah, this is too much hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to my babies, he said, this song is called My Babies in Love and Eddie Vedder. I'm assuming without knowing anything i don't really i didn't really follow pearl jam too much i know they were very big in the 90s uh for sure it had quite a few hits but i don't know i assume they're still together in some capacity. i think they're still together yeah but uh i don't know that for a fact because i never got into them as much as i got into a lot of other 90s bands and uh Ooh, most have already broken up well eddie vetter according to wikipedia is still uh a member yeah okay, cool. so um not sure what al meant by former member um 
but maybe he just reads the trades and knows something <laughs> that I don't know. It's possible. Um, but yeah, great rendition of My Baby's in Love with Eddie Vedder. And then, um, I don't know how I introduced it, but I think... Uh, he just said, okay, okay, uh, it's time for a drum solo or something to that effect. And uh, this is pretty rare to get for as far as drum solos go. Yeah, we got we got definitely got more than one hit of the drum, which is the usual go to drum solo. <laughs> and it was and in a familiar tune. To a tune, you started playing, you know the uh, the uh, my Bologna drums, drums, and, and then, then he goes Bermuda goes my drum solo <laughs> to you know, my and, Bologna. And Al seemed to be groaning and. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, annoyed at that, <laughs> which is great. Then they went right into Frank's 2,000-inch TV. Yeah. that That's such a great song to uh, get to hear. And and um, and, and so uh, what was missing in Melanie was the what we dubbed the uh, toenail clipping lights. They were actually there for Frank's 2,000-inch TV. In full effect. Full effect. So... Uh, my question, my, my, so my initial thought was, well, do they not have the toenail clipping lights tonight for some reason? Uh, was not true because it was there for Frank's 2000-inch TV. So I don't know why it wasn't there for Melanie unless they thought double toenail clipping lights, double toenail <laughs> clipping lights uh, in one night would have been too much for uh, the audience to handle. I don't know. Interesting why they <laughs> why they uh, did not have the toenail clipping lights for Melanie, but they were clearly there for Frank's two thousand inch TV. The world may never know. Well, so then Al said he wanted to tell a story, and they started playing some twine yeah. ball type music. And uh, Al talked about the the folks who uh, worked together to get to break the world record, and he called them shallow, horrible people. <laughs> and then he said. I hate them. Wow. <laughs> I think I audibly said wow at that point. That, that's pretty harsh. I wonder where on the scale of hatred does that fall with random people yelling out El Maestro <laughs> and Nazis. Uh, I'd be very curious to see Al's uh, hatred uh, rank, rank. chart. Yeah, the ranking. <laughs> maybe, maybe Al should do a top definitive top five things, things he hates, hates. the most. <laughs> Um, and I was, uh, very, pl it was very pleasant to hear. Um, this is, I guess the third time, uh, in a row that I've heard, uh, Al mention that Francis A. Johnson is from Darwin, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, so very cool. Um, uh, that he played the biggest ball tournament in Minnesota. Yes. And I actually do have, um, an Ethan suggestion for this song. This is something I've sort of been thinking about for for a, a few concerts. So let me play this song. Um, by me, I, I of course mean Frank. It's Ethan's suggestions. And uh, you remember when we, and now of course at uh, two in the morning, feels like five in the morning, uh, Scott, what is his Scott's last name? The uh, the no, the conductor. Um, oh, um, Scott O'Neill. Scott O'Neill. Thank you. Um, when Scott O'Neill was talking about how he added some fun stuff to the orchestration of 
um, Big Swallow Twine in Minnesota, the one thing that he mentioned that we always looked for oh, right. was the little horn beak. The car horn. Um, and that was something we always reported on. So I thought, how... Uh, fitting would it be for a little sound effect of a car horn beep after the 53 DeSoto line? So I I thought, even if it's just very subtle. um, Like, so now that the meow is there uh, for uh, For Melanie. Melanie, Yeah, Yeah, and so I've been... I'll co-sign that one. In my head, uh, I've been like, uh, imagine a a little beep beep, um, because I I really liked that touch. Um, And... This also jolted, as I was thinking hard about the 53 DeSoto in this, it jolted this weird memory back to me. I believe I was in second or third grade uh, in elementary school, and my friend Zach Leffler um, and I decided to create a book about cars, and because Zach knew a lot about cars and I didn't know a lot about cars, but I just was like, sure. I like the idea. And the only contribution I made to the book about cars was I had a page about a 53 DeSoto uh, <laughs> because of this song. And uh, I didn't know anything about it. So I just was like, I want to do a, I want to feature the 53 DeSoto. And I asked him about it and he didn't know anything about the car. And the book never got published oh. or made or moved forward because we were in like second or third grade. I think if you had added a 64 <laughs> Plymouth Belvedere, you probably would have picked up a book deal immediately. That's true. That's true. Uh, but maybe Zach Leffler's out there working on the book and I just didn't know it. Awesome. We'll have to have our intern Frank track him down and see if we can get him on the podcast. If, if he has a book out. <laughs> I'm still in touch with him. He's, he's, yeah, I, don't, I, you know, I don't see him often, but we're still connected. Um, so this is pretty rare, Dave. I have another Ethan, Ethan suggestion, um, completely different from this. It's Ethan suggestions. Ever since we started noticing like the little Easter egg lights uh, that uh, Peaches throws in. I like to come up with my own uh, Easter egg lights. So for the uh, the line where they all gather around and say cheese, it would be pretty cool if there was a like a camera flash <laughs> type effect. Uh, that's the Ethan suggestion. Okay. All right. <laughs> be pretty cool if they all went to uh, to U.S. Jeff's house and ate all that cheese platter that U.S. Jeff had. <laughs> all gathered around and ate cheese instead of said cheese. Um, yeah, so uh, this is the Al got a standing ovation, of course, uh, and this is the moment where they're off uh, doing their little on-stage, off-stage routine. But uh, with our very extreme angle, um, I only could see Jim yeah. and John Bermuda Schwartz for most of it. Um, I saw Bermuda stand up. He got his uh, cloth, and he started... Uh, Cleaning his head. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guess polishing his head. I missed that. And then, and then uh, after that, he started uh, polishing the uh, plexiglass. Um, Jim just sort of immediately picked up his acoustic guitar and was uh, tuning it. Right. Um, and then uh, – so I couldn't see where Al and Ruben and Steve went, but I did see Steve return and he sat down on Ruben's stool and just sort of was like twisting around, hmm. you know, moving side to side. And uh, it was uh, not too long before Al came back out for an encore. Yeah. And uh, he sort of explained how uh, 
how they do a cover song every night. And uh, this one he said was interesting. This is a song by his favorite cover band from Seattle called the Jerry Hendrix Experience. And I did not misspeak there. He said the Jerry Hendrix Experience. And yep. The song was Foxy Lady. And what was interesting about it, Foxy Lady, of course, by Jimi Hendrix. But what was interesting is that uh, every time that Al said lady in the song, instead of saying it as Jimmy would, he said lady. Lady. <laughs> as Jerry Lewis would say it. So there's the Jerry part of the, <laughs> of the Jerry Hendrix experience. experience. And the Hendrix, of course, is Jimi Hendrix. And uh, So he wasn't covering he was, Jimi Hendrix. He was covering the cover band Jerry Hendrix. <laughs> Yeah, which I think is a made-up, of course, band. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it was sort of a a, a mix between uh, Jimi Hendrix's "Foxy Lady" with uh, a sort of a Jerry Lewis connection to it. So it was very uh, very cool version of it, and I believe that he's done this. He he definitely did this on the yeah, 2018 the last, tour. Yeah. But it was cool to get to hear that sort of. Like it wasn't a straight cover; it was sort of a yeah. And I, I guess I did cover. I didn't know the um, the Jerry Lewis connection, but when I hear the like the flaming lady, that kind of stuff, uh, I think of Professor uh, what Frank Frank from, from uh, the Simpsons, which is based sort of off the Jerry Lewis. Okay, okay, that's voice great. Character. That's yeah, great. So, yeah, it's sort of. It was really fun to see Alan. He always turned his head when he did it. And, it was and what's interesting is uh, what's notable about is uh, Al during the song, he did La La La, Nice Lady. Yeah. Which <laughs> is, of course, a staple in the Yoda chant. Yes. Which, yes. So it's kind of cool to get to hear la, that. La La La, Nice Lady. Get to hear that. Both, uh, <laughs> both get to hear like a callback sort of to that in the Yoda chant for people. A pre callback, a call. Yeah, but for, for people listening to the concert for the first time, it would, the callback oh, would have been in the Okay, I, I see what you mean. I yeah. see what you mean. Uh, see what just happened. Well, so after that, um, I was getting ready to move into the, you know, he thanked the audience for coming out right. and he's getting ready to move into the next thing. And then he said, he turned and looked at Jim. He said, Steve needs. Or Jim. No, he said, Steve needs. And then. Oh, okay. He caught himself and he said, uh, Jim needs eight, eight seconds. So. Uh, everyone just go to your happy place and right. Bermuda played the chimes and then uh, he's like okay we're ready and um, they went right into the unplugged medley of course which is uh, features a, a medley of Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana White and Nerdy Word Crimes, Yoda and the Yoda Chant and um, it was uh, it was great, it was very, very you know, everything I hoped for in uh, the unplugged medley and I had the stop time at exactly ten o'clock. And uh, as the as it was wrapping up, I noticed that Ruben. Um, I don't know if he changed during oh, yeah. the uh, that little encore part. Uh, since we didn't see him, I don't know if he was wearing it the whole night or, or not. I didn't notice him wearing it the whole night though. Um, he was wearing a shirt that said "I love my Rubenettes," <laughs> and he he made a, a point to like. Uh, Go out and open his his uh, jacket and show everyone his very shirt. Cool. Yeah, again. And uh, yeah. it was uh, it was very sweet. It was very sweet. Um, so the show ended and it became the time where they start kicking non VIPs out. 
And um, we were up just lounging in our, our box. And Jackie and I just decided, like, let's just see how long <laughs> we can be up here until they kick us out. Not for a nefarious purpose, but we were just like... Nefarious purpose. Nefarious purpose. Uh, we just were curious uh, because... Uh, we just were like, are they going to forget about us? Are they going to leave us here? And uh, of course, we're not going to try and sneak into VIP. I mean, if we did, everyone knows us. So it's like, they'd be like, we know you don't have VIP. <laughs> so we, we wouldn't be able to get away with it, but um, we wouldn't do that anyway. Uh, but you you went off. Well, uh, from our vantage point, as soon as the light, house lights came up, I uh, saw our friend Vicky DeVries rise with cheese uh, out in the audience, and she had uh, the reason she had left uh, Jeff's house is she could pick up her husband Henry, so he could join her for the concert. So I saw Henry, and I had not seen Henry. I don't know, a couple years ago in Las Vegas, or a year. Definitely, I've seen him since the star ceremony, but uh, actually, it was not the star ceremony. I've seen him, you know. He wasn't, yeah, because I don't. I, didn't, I this was uh, my first time meeting him, I believe. But I, I've, I've seen him, you know. Rec- I haven't seen him in a while. Basically, what I was trying to say. Uh, is uh, I haven't seen him in a while, so I wanted to go down and say hello to uh, to Vicky and Henry. I got to chat with them. Uh, John Katz and uh, Anna came over, chatting with them a little bit too. Uh, we did. Uh, <laughs> we were gen- we were basically uh, some of the last people to leave the floor portion of the the venue. Uh, so so we went out. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I there was some merchandise I wanted to pick up at the merchandise booth. I wanted to run use the restroom before we hit the road, you know that kind of stuff. So uh, oh yeah, they, well, I don't think we mentioned they had um, the posters from the Greek theater. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said merchandise, so I was okay. Well, I was going to let you finish your story. And okay, then I was okay. Talk about the merchandise. Well, usually we talk about the merchandise at the beginning of the concert. Well, I didn't check out the merchandise at the beginning of the concert because I was. Uh, oh, that's true. We we're, were kind of running around, running around. Um, but I knew I had to stop at the merchandise because I knew that there was a couple things I wanted to pick up. But we um, we were. How long did uh, you and Jackie last up <laughs> in the, the Statler and Waldorf uh, booth? Oh, I checked the time. When did the show end? I believe ten o'clock. 10 o'clock. We were probably up there for five or six minutes. Uh, The entire theater cleared out because they actually took the VIPs out and put them up in... uh, They lined them up somewhere else. So it was just Jackie and I, and we were just really enjoying just watching the breakdown process on stage. And um, we were just kind of talking to each other like, I wonder when they're going to kick us out. (laughs) We're like, what's the worst they're going to do? Kick us out? Because we're leaving anyway. (laughs) So... Eventually, JW is like kind of talking to some people, and he looks up and sees us. He's like, "What are you guys doing here?" <laughs> He's like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> so we left. But uh, venue security never kicked us out. It was just JW, like <laughs> being JW and, and doing his job. Um, so we left, and, and uh, that's when we met back up with you and Vicky, I believe. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to stop at the merchandise booth. I wanted to uh, pick up a couple of coffee tins uh, now that they were more reasonably reasonably priced at $10. Yes. Instead of the $30 that was required to shell out for tins and coffee in Las Vegas. Uh, so, yeah, they're now $10 uh, at the merchandise And bags booth. were now... Allowed. <laughs> so uh, I picked up uh, a few of those for my collection, and, for, and I'm going to 
use them for a couple other things around the house as well. I'll maybe put, I'm not going to put coffee in it. I might put some tea in there though. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. I'll cross off the word coffee and I'll write tea and of course, noxious letters. Yeah. And, uh, and then also, uh, they had, uh, venue posters, uh, from the Greek theater, I believe, uh, in 2018. Uh, and it sort of has like a star no, on No, 2019. Oh. Strings attached to her. Okay. 2019 uh sort of has it has like a hollywood theme to it so it has sort of a star on there yeah it has the recording um emblem like al's star has yeah cool and and that was one of the uh the uh concert posters that i never one of the vip posters that i never had in my collection oh wow so i uh so I needed that one. That was one that never had an artist print. It was VIP only. Yeah. So uh, there, there, I don't know how many I have, I, but I certainly don't have them all. Uh, and there's definitely gaps in my, my collection, and I'm just going to have to be okay with that because these are really hard to track down. But uh, so, I, so I had gotten a heads up that they would be there, and uh, I made sure that I was going to get one of them get one of those and then also pick up one for our friend Javier who also needed yeah. for his collection so uh, I had to pick those two up those two posters up and I got some pins and that was pretty cool and, I, and other than that you know I, I didn't notice any tins or did you t- buy pins tins oh, okay tins. I said, if I said pins I meant tins I bought some uh, tins as well and um, it was uh, yeah I was much happier spending less money on the two <laughs> tins I bought then I paid for the one tin in Vegas. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I took a quick glance at the merchandise. They seemed to have everything out, including uh, uh, Steve and Jim CDs. Yep. And, and it's definitely some, appropriately enough, Ruben postcards out there yep. as yep. well. So it seemed to be everything was, was there and, and, and in place. Uh, chatted with Marnie, the merchandise coordinator. For yeah, we haven't happens. gotten to see her for see a couple days. Much, yeah. She was on stage with us at Jeopardy, but we didn't get to really talk to her. Right. Um, but so it was nice to kind of catch up with her a little bit. And because um, usually we, I, at least I try and say hi to her every time, every show, at least wave to her or something. Because um, she's such an awesome person and was a really awesome guest on the podcast. Um, so we're heading outside the venue and there's a, uh, there's a, a, Crowd gathering around a certain performer, <laughs> the performer, I guess, of the evening, who's uh, was showcased quite a bit uh, and during this set list. Uh, Ruben was out there uh, with many of his uh, Rubenettes chatting away. I came out and uh, I was wearing like a, uh, a, like I said, a pineapple Hawaiian shirt and I sort of exposed my Rubenette um, shirt and uh, I think some people cheered people were like taking pictures of me in my shirt it was very silly (laughs) this was the point I got to first meet uh, Shalmar and her husband Robert yes Shalmar who created the uh, incredible shirts and the designs and sort of uh, heads up the official, unofficial Ruben fan club. Mm-hmm. And um, hung around for a little while, chatted with uh, Ruben and Shalimar and Robert and some of the other uh, Rubenettes and fans who were hanging around. Yep, yep. Uh, v- Vicky and Henry were there. Henry and were there. And uh, I guess uh, everyone started eventually, you know, 
heading their own ways, and uh, right as uh, we're getting ready to leave. Well, I, I did want to point out that Ruben had um, a cup had um, um, worked with Shalmar to for her to create some Ruben um, and El Maestro masks, and he gave them out to uh, his supporters, his uh, his super fans, if you will. Cool. <laughs> I think you got. I got one. You, you I guess got I'm one. A super Mickey fan. Got one. Jackie got one. So uh, we're getting ready to leave, and then uh, this has been a, a, very, a very on this pod, on this uh, trip. We've met so many past guests of the podcast. There was yet another one that. Uh, well, we're getting ready to leave, and I see Sam Levine walk yeah. out of the theater. I was like, Sam. <laughs> and and uh, if you if you remember from the the podcast, the story I told about uh, meeting Sam initially many years ago, right. and. Uh, so it was nice to see him again, and and he was there with, um, we've uh, we've had a little bit of communication with Sam since the podcast, and and uh, it's a, his brother, who's a big Weird Al fan, he had told us was moving out to L.A. So the guy with him looked kind of like Sam, and I was like, "Is that your brother?" He's like, "Yes, it's my brother Max." So it was really cool to to meet you know the two Levine brothers who are huge Weird Al oh, fans yeah. and and uh, we had such an awesome time yeah, Sam, I mean Sam is just like the nicest funniest guy and so he was uh, we're just talking about Al we're just kind of shooting the crap and he was he told us a, a great story about uh, when he was filming Inglorious Bastards um, <laughs> with um, help me with the, the name Quentin, of the Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino and uh we, it was just it was so much fun. We we just we had a great time chatting with them and um, yeah, we're definitely nerding out about Weird Al. This is for, and this is the first time I had met Sam, and of course the first time I met Max as well. Yeah, and uh, we're definitely we're having a, a great time just out there chatting with them. And uh, this is I mentioned earlier that there would be a Dave's uh, non-song pick of the night. Well, uh, this was. Do you want a song for that? Uh... Yes, I do. Uh, this this was uh, this was uh, Dave's uh, non-song pick of the night. Was the conversation that we had with uh, Sam and Matt? Non-song. So it was so much fun talking to to Sam in person. And yeah, it's really cool. I mean, because Sam is like he's just such a so compassionate, I, awesome I, guy. I, I, I felt like I was probably only like five minutes we were with him, but right. it, it felt like it was like like ten minutes, twenty minutes was, we were with him. It was, it, you it know. Just, it's I, so I, entertaining, and we're just nerding about Weird Al, which I love to do. Yeah, know, so. it's just like, you know, uh, and I know Sam sort of wasn't comfortable with us calling him a celebrity, but Sam's a celebrity. He's I mean, celebrity, it's, it's yeah. pretty cool to uh, to get to see Sam, and we just get to all just be, you know, nerds talking about Al. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. What was really great was, and that's, uh, and that's nothing against the the amazing conversation we had with Nerf Herder earlier. No, I mean, I I consider them celebrities too. But it was, um, you know, I I I was starstruck talking to those guys too. But um, it was it was just uh, we had a, a really fun conversation because we got to reflect on the show. Yeah. Um, we saw the uh, Perry and Steve before Al performed. <laughs> right. Um, so you know they were saying which songs were their favorite, which songs they wish they'd heard. Um, but I also uh, mentioned to uh, Sam, I said, I don't know if you heard, um, you know, when uh, we played clips of our future interview with Al from 2000 Inch, 
Um, I, I condensed it and didn't make it as complicated. I, but uh, it, during that interview, Al mentions um, how he he wanted um, at least a two part interview because. Uh, Sam Levine got a two-part interview. <laughs> and so Sam thought that was really funny. And he said that uh, at a movie premiere for MacGruber in December was the first time he actually saw Al in person for a long time. And uh, Al, when, as soon as he saw him, Al was like, hey, I heard your interview on David Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. That's so cool. <laughs> so that was really great. That was really fun. <laughs> We're talking about maybe... Uh, Recording something else with Sam and, and including his brother Max, who's also a huge super fan. So um, hopefully we can uh, record something with uh, with those guys and uh, get get Sam back and Max on the podcast. Uh, there was another uh, band member which we ran into. Uh, Steve J was there, yeah, with, uh, with his son Ian and uh, Hannah, as we mentioned earlier, yeah. And uh, we got to chat with them, and I, I don't remember at some point the conversation got to, uh, hey, show uh show. Well, I, I, I said to, to uh, I was chatting with Ian, I was like, you know, you know Dave has your dad's face on his leg, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I must have met Dave, because he, he seemed to recognize okay. um that there is a guy in the universe who has well, his dad's face tattooed well, yeah, on his because, leg. Because what happened is... Uh, is at the end of the uh, Radio City Music Hall um, concert, uh, Steve and his entire family were there, uh, and I uh, had run into them, and Steve was uh, making show everybody in his family uh, the, the tattoo. Yeah. His, the tattoo. So, uh, so I, I was got to uh, be a part of experience with uh, his family, uh, seeing like every member of his family that was there that evening, getting to see uh, Steve permanently tattooed on uh, on a crazy yeah. fan, <laughs> get to, to, to be part of uh, see uh, how uh, Steve's family interacts with you, with each other f- from like an outsider perspective. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, and and uh, so Ian probably I'm, I'm guessing Ian was was in that group that was uh, in there as well so yeah but i don't i don't well i don't yeah i don't know if hannah had seen it or or not but at least everyone got to admire steve on your your leg (laughs) Uh, that's pretty awesome and And uh, i want to give one more shout out to uh to uh anthony yeah our 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 listener anthony who we got to listener (laughs) (laughs) no he's a great guy uh who we uh a frugal listener (laughs) who uh who we uh had talked about earlier and got to chat before the concert uh he uh, came out with uh, his wife, Lindsay, and they had just gone through the VIP experience. And Lindsay said she was a listener, too. She said they, they listened to the podcast together. That's so cool. So huge, 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 huge shout out to Anthony and Lindsay. Yeah. And uh, he ran right over to you, he Dave. He ran right over to me and he said, I got something for your collection. And he handed me a set list. How cool. That's pretty cool. I really appreciate it. The that. only thing that would have made it cooler is if he handed it to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will work out some all right because right. because you know you have the uh, the jeopardy medal you have the the thing I, I'm feeling left out but no it's fine we'll <laughs> it's very cool it was very cool right. um, and so at super some, super sweet you know at some point I'm just gonna get tired of everything and I'm gonna drive it up in a Penske truck and drop it <laughs> off by your doorstep thank you for choosing Penske yes um it was just such a wonderful show I mean 
already these three Vegas or not Vegas. <laughs> I need to go to bed. These three uh, California shows have just been so wonderful. So many great people that we're getting to um, reunite with or or oh, meet yeah. in person for the first time. Um, it's just been. I, I'm just so happy that we. We are doing these shows, and I'm, I'm really excited to check out Bakersfield and meet Lily Hirsch tomorrow. And mm. uh, I know there's other f- folks that we we know and love who are going to be there as well. So it's just, I don't know. I just I'm I'm so happy. This is just such a fun uh, group of shows, and oh, today was yeah. just fun getting to to hang with with our you know our our other super fan buddies and go to the Gump Fountain. I mean, I just this is just such a memorable special day. Oh yeah. Sure. That was Dave Nathan's 2008 Weird Al podcast. Ridiculously self indulgent. Bonus episode 23 centimeters. And, and that's, that's all I have, have to say, say about that. that.